can picture the scene, can't you? The uh, it's where Aragorn's getting called by Sa- uh, Sauron, isn't he? He's like mm. he's like communicating with him, and he's he's uh, you know just like whispering and sweet nothings in his ear, and uh, Viggo Mortensen turns. And he just goes for Frodo, and then I just want, and then you know Gary the extra, just yeah. be like, and Sam, yes, what, and then it's like, Sam guys, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just like just one extra, just like yells out, and Sam. <laughs> <laughs> think uh, to start off for a change we'll talk about how we're in an agreement about Frodo not being deserved of the ring wow that is a, <laughs> what is a strong start just straight in there uh, um how Frodo of all the fellowship should not have been given the ring well, I don't know. I don't know if he shouldn't have been given the ring, but he's he's just not a. Um, I don't think he's a very good ring bearer. No, um, that's probably a better way of putting it. I mean, you could argue that you know Bilbo bore the ring without knowing what it truly was. Yeah, therefore he didn't really experience it for a long time. Not not long compared to Gollum, but for a long time. In, in well, like, you, actually, you're right. He did technically bear the ring for 60 years. Yeah. And then um, you're just like, well, and Frodo had it for what? The, uh, like, yeah. a, oh, just yeah. over a year. Purists will argue that, oh, yeah, but when Frodo was bearing it, it was like at the peak of that, Sauron's resurgence. Yeah. But... um. But what about like a year before Frodo got it? Yeah, it'd still be as powerful. Yeah, then wouldn't it? It's just yeah, it's just that um, multiple people, multiple different characters are given the opportunity to to take the ring. Some of them actually ha- like possess it for a very short period of time. Yeah. And yet they are able to give it back. Yeah. You know? Um Well they're 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 able to just uh, know know its power yeah. and resist. Yeah. I mean Gandalf and um uh Galadriel are offered it yeah. directly and ref- yeah. refuse. Despite sort of saying, I'm very tempted and I do want it. And as is Aragorn um, and then you have other characters like Sam, obviously, Faramir. Yeah. They actually have the ring. They take it from Frodo. They yep. have it in their hand at one point and they, they give it back to him. Mm. Um, so obviously with the exception of Gollum, you know, Frodo, he doesn't just, uh, yeah, he doesn't do a very good job. I don't think it's fair to say that Frodo's a dick. <laughs> um, Is that what I said? No, I'm just, okay. I'm just, I, just well, sure. I was just thinking in my head that, um, you know, that he, yeah, <sighs> yeah, I don't really know what I'm, I don't know what I'm, I don't know what I think. What do you think? <laughs> I just think that um, looking back at it, so obviously post Hobbit Extended Trilogy, 
We watched Lord of the Rings extended trilogy. Far better in terms of the extra that you get from the um, the extended scenes or the extra scenes, I right. believe, than The Hobbit. Yeah. There's a lot of um, from what we discussed last time. There's a lot of there's a lot that was cut from the Hobbit trilogy um, that needed to be in there. I think we came to an agreement, especially with the third film. Yes. Whereas this just added to the film. It yes. didn't. It didn't change the film in any way. Unlike the Hobbit extended edition, changed majority. Like it actually changed the ending of the third one. Um, the Battle of the Mountain. There we go. Correct title. Um, and with these, obviously because this was actually made first, I feel like with The Hobbit, it was kind of a necessity to make the extended edition because right. an extended edition had been made for it The Lord expected. of the Rings. Yeah, very expected. Mm. Whereas these, um, they shot a lot more which was intended to be in it, you know, like from pretty much from the start. I don't know whether they um, said to the studio, you know, we'll we'll cut it down, but we want to make an extended edition. I think it was only released, this trilogy, the Lord of the Rings extended trilogy, because of the success. Like if it wasn't as successful, I don't think you would have got an extended edition. You would have just, that was it. Like you would have just... I mean, I've 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 been on a I've I've done a few films, not obviously not to the, to <laughs> the magnitude of Lord of the Rings. You're in Lord of the Rings, but what I'm saying is, uh, yeah, directors do shoot a lot of stuff, though, don't yeah. they? I mean, quite yeah. often, even with your your standard two hour theatrical cuts of yeah. films you, you'll find out that the, the director will say, "Oh, yeah, we shot about six hours worth of footage." I mean, I can understand that in terms of Same. like yeah. different takes, yeah. Um, if you were going to say, oh, we we shot, you know, a six is quite low, like yeah, for, for how much yeah. for a two-hour film. So, if you were to say, oh, they they shot maybe ten more scenes, right? Yeah. That didn't make it. I'd be yeah. a little bit like, well, that's you know, that's quite yeah. a lot. A yeah. few scenes, you know, like four, five scenes, maybe that didn't make the cut of a film is kind of standard. Yeah, it yeah it does feel that not to the detriment of the film, but yeah, it does feel like the 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 scenes that were cut from the Hobbit films, mm. um, they were um, they felt much more of an integral part of the plot. Yeah. Whereas the scenes that were cut from the Lord of the Rings films that are in the extended editions, they don't so much feel they like. just accompany the rest yeah. of the movie yeah you know they're like... not like major scenes where you're like i can't believe they cut that yeah that is a really important part of the plot whereas which is how we felt with the hobbit but Very with lord so. of the rings it's just like oh this is a this is a fun scene where legolas and gimli have a drinking contest or you know oh, yeah. um, <laughs> or uh, you know mary and pippin are you know sort of mucking about so the extended the cut scenes from Lord of the Rings don't seem that don't seem as as vital. I think. No, they're not they're not as vital. But I feel like they um, they uh, blend with the film. Right. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. They blend with the films very easy. Um, a few you're just like I can see why that was cut, but it's nice to have a. Uh, 
a cut of the film mm. that has it in there. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, quite yeah. lucky, really, because I don't think there's a lot of films these days that get an, an extra cut or a director's cut. More so, I'd say, than years ago because of the uh, rise of like DVD sales and Blu-ray sales and stuff. But I wouldn't say like every uh, you know big film gets uh, a director's cut. Apart from bit. Blade Runner, <laughs> yeah, that gets a new one every year. <laughs> Since you know, like the late eighties. <laughs> yeah. This the definitive, definitely, definitely the last one. Director's final cut. Uh, yeah. So yeah. you know, it's quite we're quite, it's quite lucky if you're a fan of these films that this, they lucky. actually exist. Very lucky. Um, I'm, I mean, we're we're not complaining. We, I think it just we love kind it. of yeah. It can, I think it just is a measure of like the the trilogy's success yeah. that they were like do you know what after they'd released all the uh, DVDs and videos they were like we'll spend millions of dollars putting together a longer cut and releasing that because it is it is something that costs quite a bit of money yeah. you know like because if you see the difference between a shot that has no uh, color correction, no effects, no nothing. Yeah, which obviously you can do in like these days, like I said with like DVDs and stuff. Yeah, when you when they've got like the deleted scenes, yeah. you can when tell you, yeah. they're not the finished. Sometimes, product. especially with older films that come out on Blu-ray, you'll watch um, deleted scenes. Yeah, you can still see like the, we did from Back to the Future. You can see the bits on the screen yeah. from from the the reel. Yeah, literally yeah. fucking real film grain, <laughs> yeah. not fake film grain uh, yeah. put on yeah. a digital not copy. Not SFX, but yeah. actual not grain, uh, yeah. Final Cut uh, uh, Premiere Pro. I mean, real film <laughs> grain. Yeah. You know, but, actual um, dust. Yeah. <laughs> so when we watched uh, Back to the Future, that was uh, that was something because we watched uh, a few deleted scenes. Yeah, there, didn't the, we? yeah, they were all was like, just that, like weren't they? It cost money to transform it from you know yeah looking like that to being able to put it on a blu-ray yeah you know especially um with the effects that lord of rings had i think it won an oscar for the for the effects especially oh, the think, especially I think, 2000 i think it won 11 oh yeah yeah obviously for the last one <laughs> it won tons but um yeah so it's nice to to think that we're quite lucky to yeah. have like if you're a fan of it you're quite lucky to be like oh they've extended it by Absolutely. a lot of people a lot of people obviously saying about how long they are originally but i'm well, just like well well, well i think people who moan about the hobbit being too long i think have some sort of grounds for their argument because um because there there wasn't a, there wasn't necessarily enough source material yeah. to to justify that. Yeah. But with Lord of the Rings, there was so much source material that um, I mean, there was probably stuff in there um, that they left they they left out. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And now I haven't listened to the audiobook of Lord of the Rings <laughs> like I did The Hobbit when I was a kid. Right. So I didn't even know Lord of the Rings was existed. Um, yeah. When I was when I was a kid. I didn't know there was a sequel to the. Hobbit. No, I hadn't heard of it before I saw the the Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah, two thousand one. I think the Lord of the Rings is more of an adult novel, yeah. and the Hobbit is more of a children's novel. Yeah, do, 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 if you know. Yeah, there's a shift I mean. in tone. Very much so. There's even a shift in tone. I think um, the Hobbit was like the Harry Potter of our generation, in that it was a fantasy novel aimed primarily at younger. Well, 
target audience. The Harry Potter of uh, our generation is Harry Potter. <laughs> well, well, so, uh, well I mean, the, the Hobbit is I a was, lot. I'm I was not, at secondary school. I wasn't school born when... in the 70s. Like... Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> I see what you mean. I, I think it's even older than that. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, when The Hobbit came yeah. out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No. Fair play. Fair play. <laughs> um, I just mean that when I was when I was a young child. Yeah. All right. Harry Potter to... was wasn't around. Yeah. Prior so to Harry Potter's introduction, The Hobbit was at that yeah. time okay. for me the the quintessential children's fantasy. Yeah. Okay. Great. Sort of book. Anyway. Um, but what there, I do see about? there's a shifted tone. Um, between the films retroactively. Yes. Um, because they're like like you said, there is a different tone between yeah. them. And although they're yes, they're both set in Middle Earth, there's a slight tonal change. I know obviously the Hobbit was um made uh secondary to the Lord yeah. of the Rings. Yeah. Um but I do think they they kind of we did discuss like the um like the dwarves being like kind of, you know, ha- some of them, not all of them, hapless kind of yeah, uh, comedic re- uh, comedy release scene filler. Uh, yeah. yeah, so you know that kind of slapstick stuff that they were doing in the first and the second yes. film. Yes, um, you know, it, you wouldn't have got away with it in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, so there is a tonal change between the two, but obviously in real life um, between the books, it's Hobbit first, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. but then Peter Jackson's gone. You know what? I'll do that slightly yeah. in reverse. Yeah. Well, like we said last time, like the Hobbit is more of a um, a, fo- a one plot adventure. Yeah. Whereas Lord of the Rings is is a is a is a multi plot um, ensemble mm. uh, epic many threads saga. Yeah, it's a saga. Yeah, um, and it definitely is more adult. It's more serious. Like like you said, all that. I know we have Merry and Pippin and and f- with that provide uh, much needed comic much relief. Much needed comic relief. Yeah. But they still don't. They're not like they 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 understand the seriousness of what's going on. They mm. don't. Whereas the dwarves like whereas bumbling the dwarves through the doors. Just, it's <laughs> like, are you not taking this seriously? Yeah. Like, they're not um, fucking about. And yeah, they're not there. <laughs> throwing plates around. They're and, fucking about. And then, and then having a sing song. Yeah. Um, well, you say if, that the sing song's not very ha- like. No, that's true. But if <laughs> but if they if there was too much of that in Lord of the Rings, you'd be like, um, "What's going on?" You'd be like, "Bro, can you take this seriously, yeah, please?" Like, like the fate of Middle Earth is is at stake, bro. Yeah, <laughs> dude, you need to chill out. <laughs> Smoke some uh, long bottom leaf <laughs> and chill the fuck out. <laughs> and no, anyway, we we what we yeah. So I th- do you think? Um, I think. I don't know whether it's I don't know whether spoiled it's the right word, but I do feel that um with the extended editions um of Lord of the Rings, um I I just can't watch the theatrical versions. No? Um I if if it's on telly, I'll I'll watch it but I'll I'll just sit there the whole time thinking I wish this was the Yeah, why version. am I watching this when I could watch the the four hour extended version <laughs> which has all the which has more. Because yeah. I, I want more. Yeah. And and then when I watch the theatrical car and 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 it like jumps, you know, and, and I and it jumps and I can tell You can tell what's missing. Yeah, I can tell You've what's seen missing. It enough times that you know. And I think, well I wanna see that now. I wanna see them, you know, 
being given all their individual weapons in the fellowship and yep. um i want to see the the drinking contest between lego lass and gimli and i know that that stuff as we just said isn't ne- necessary yeah to the plot to yeah. the plot but i, I just want to it adds to the characters though yeah and then when you get to the end um uh whichever one of the many endings you get to um or all of them it just kind of uh it compounds the emotion of the end like we've already skipped to the end bit bit ahead of ourselves yeah (laughs) that only 18 minutes well that's a new record (laughs) not two hours this week yeah longest longest film shortest podcast yeah yeah thank you for tuning in next week we'll be diving into the world of yeah (laughs) yeah but with the you know the more you get to know the characters the more emotional it is at the end exactly um because they have this obviously the grandiose kind of like everyone says, like there's multiple endings, yes. you know, doesn't really, it keeps going and going. But then uh, if it's, if it's, you're so deep within these um, understanding of these characters, um, it makes it, it makes the payoff of those long endings more worth it. Yeah. Um, it makes it a little bit more worth your time. Yeah. So uh, I'm okay with having all of these small little, uh, scenes that add to all the characters i don't think there's many that kind of don't have something extra um yeah i think if you're gonna sit down and watch lord of the rings i really think that you would benefit from watching the extended editions mm -hmm. rather than the theatrical editions i really do think that that is an experience that one needs to have in order to get the full lord of the rings um, you know uh, the, the, the full package hmm. whereas maybe oh, I don't know you may- could probably watch the theatrical cut of the first two Hobbit films yeah be, it'd be alright yeah. Uh, yeah that's right it's the yeah. third one that suffered we did say the third one okay. suffered the most from cuts didn't we yeah I, well the, that is it I think cause, but with Lord of the Rings I think it's really worth watching the extended editions yeah um instead of the yeah. theatrical cuts yeah so as if they haven't already guessed we watched lord of the rings the friendship of the ring i couldn't think of any good ones <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> um lord of the rings we know one of the towers but what's the other because when i was younger i was like right there's I found Isengard. it really confusing as well. And then what's the other one? Oh, it's uh, the one. Where it's the it's one in Mordor, Mordor yeah. that I think it's not the Tower Mount of Doom, Orthanc? but it's the, the, is that what it's called? Is that's that the, I think no, I think that Tower of Orthanc is the is Isengard. It's the tower that Sauron's eye is on top Kazadu? of. Casadum. Casadum. I don't know. I think that's both of them. But yeah, as a kid, I was completely confused. Yeah, I was like, same. I don't, I don't understand. So. Lord of the Rings, I know one of the towers. What's the other one? Yeah. Dad? Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the final one, Lord of the Rings, is this the final ending? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. Lord of the Rings, the 17 endings. So, starting with the Fellowship of the Ring, my favourite thoughts. I. I, I, I 
I, I mean, the thing is with Lord of the Rings is it's it's like it's so. Is it hard to have a favorite? It, yeah, it's so perfect yeah. in my eyes, and it's so almost faultless and flawless. I, I every time I watch it, um, I change my mind about what's my favorite. <laughs> you know, sometimes I think Fellowship's my favorite. Sometimes I think Two Towers. Sometimes I think Return. It's just I I, I can't pick one really. I think it's uh, fellowship for me, but for for years it was uh, two towers. Yeah. From when I first watched it, when I was like twelve. Yeah. Maybe to very recently, but just because I didn't really appreciate it as much, I think because it just doesn't have that like end battle, you know, like most fantasy films. It's like it's leading up to a final ultimate showdown. Right. Um, I know you kind of get it at the um, at the end of Fellowship at the battle at Amon Hen. I'm very impressed by your knowledge of um, the names. So, <laughs> so, but that's not like ten thousand no uh, Urukai versus like three thousand men and elves, is it? It's no. like it's um, very much scaled down. But the reason being is because obviously. That it got to the point where they're releasing. Yes, they've shot the whole of the the films. Yeah. Uh, from nineteen ninety nine onwards, they had, um, you know, they they'd shot everything uh, in New Zealand or in studio, and they release Fellowship of the Ring, and if it's not a commercial success, as much as they think then they're not going to release the other two. Can you imagine if that I know. happened? And um, I don't mean like, oh, if they miss Target, you know, worldwide release Target by like 10, 15 million. I mean, like if it tanks like big time. Yeah. If it tanks like fucking any DC film, take yeah. a pick. Wow. Literally, if it, if it just makes, you know, if people are just not interested, because, you know, you don't know that, this many people would go see it, you know. Yeah. Like when you're making a film, especially I bet with this scale, it was a huge risk, you know. Like obviously, millions of people love Lord of the Rings the book, but are they going to like the adaptation of the f- the first film? Like you're not, you don't know. So you know they were still kind of on a knife's edge, and um, it makes me realise what a risk it was initially mm. to do it. Mm. Um, just makes the first one that much more impressive to me that it got. That is so good, obviously, but that it then it it really did kind of weigh on them in this first film. Yes. That if it's not a huge success, then you know you've got two other films that just wouldn't be released. Yeah. Because like, there's a lot yeah. of money gets poured into the groundbreaking CGI of the other two that you're you're literally like well. Do they do they release those funds to finish the whole project if they're going to make a huge loss? I think it's Warner Brothers. I think they were just. I mean, I don't know if that was ever in doubt, but, um, but yeah, well, yeah, Fellowship does it does kind of work as as its own individual film. Mm. I mean, oh, I... the the reason you know, I, it's that's not like the reason why it's my favorite. It's just why I'm a little bit more impressed by it. Yeah. But, um, the reason why it's my favorite is just because it's just, it's uh, it starts out with like 
quite a lot of like optimism you know like yes. of, you know it goes from the shire you know hobbit and sam making their way and then just just kind of steamrolls and we got to halfway through the extended edition and they'd only just said the title of the movie the fellowship of the ring and that that shot of them all together yeah they'd the... only just got to rivendale and you're just like great it's all going shit downhill from here yeah like, you're right the you first know... half of of uh fellowship is so it's like a film in itself it's a different movie. and it's a really optimistic yeah. hopeful yeah. adventure um with with a with a really strong ending you yeah. shall be the fellowship of the ring yeah. and then it literally cuts to black says yeah. please insert this too <laughs> Um, and you're like, wow, that was a good film. Yeah, I've yeah, enjoyed that. That hour was a half. good. No, that was more than that. <laughs> oh, two, about two hours. Two hours, yeah. <laughs> and then part two is just yeah, all it goes, starts to roll downhill <laughs> from quite there. quickly. So yeah, it's just and it's it's the one that explores um, the the togetherness it start it starts off they don't really they don't really know each other obviously yeah. i've skipped to the middle obviously because once we got to the bit where they announce themselves as a fellowship before yeah. then you only really you know get to know uh frodo and the hobbits and yeah sam and gandalf oh um, that sorry to jump in here that reminds me there's a there's a there's a um i remember when i first watched fellowship um they didn't really um i, I, I don't even know if we saw um much of very much of sam at all until um gandalf pulls him through the window from i think you see him in like one he's shot. Like in the background yeah and you think and you very much think oh this is a bit random he you think he's literally just frodo's gardener yeah um and and they don't really know each other mm. um but then when you watch the extended edition yeah. um of the fellowship of the ring there's loads more scenes at the start which shows Frodo and Sam like as mates. Yeah. Like there's like the, the, there's them in the pub. Yeah. And then there's a bit where which which I thought that is so that's such a nice thing because that is such a common sight. Well, it used to be before the pandemic, <laughs> but it's just it's just um, Frodo and Sam just leaving the pub and saying goodbye to all the regulars who are you yeah. know filtering out the pub yeah. at closing time. And I think like Frodo's like helping Sam to walk or because he's a bit he's had a few ales <laughs> and it shows them like he's like walking him home he's like yeah i'll see you tomorrow mate and yeah. it's all like that. that is exactly like um that's like real life yeah and also it does show that they they were friends yeah that so, they knew each other it wasn't just a hired hand yeah really so it's not so it, it does because i do remember thinking like um why is sam so fiercely loyal to frodo why is he like when he just I made a promise, Mister Frodo, and when he's just his gardener, yeah. and it, why, but then, but then the extended edition, um, it, it it expands on their history, and they yeah. you realize, oh, they are actually best mates, yeah. which um, is good. Again, something that just adds to the story, yeah, it changes it slightly. Again, it's not changes, doesn't really, no, change not at all. But it's just it a, does, it does give that little extra just a nice it, thing. It, these, these things that we're we're noticing because I. Um, you know, it'd been a while since I'd seen the extended editions of these. Yeah. Say it was at least six or seven years. Yeah. So um, there was a lot that I did notice, but smaller things like that, I couldn't tell you if they were in there. Yeah, exactly. And it's a shame that they're not. Again, I can kind of, and kind of see why they, they, 
you know, because they probably had to get quite brutal with the cuts. Yeah. Especially like right, obviously, and 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 you know, and like ten um, second clips of them leaving the pub. Yeah. Is not exactly. I think oh, we, that yeah, we'll cut that. It's yeah. not. It's not vital to the plot. Yeah. But it it it. When I saw that, I thought, oh, so they they were, they are friends. They yeah. they. He's not just his gardener. That makes their relationship so much more um, understandable yep. and so much less. Um, I think open to mockery. You know, yeah. people like to take the piss out of Frodo yeah. and Sam and how they're like gay and stuff. But I think, oh, but it does make more sense. They've been best mates for you know. They maybe they grew up together. Maybe they've been best mates since childhood. Maybe. And then this just kind and of they're compounds. Like brothers. This just kind of uh, lets you know that you know they're not just um, Frodo's not just his employer. Yeah. You know <laughs> they're actually yeah exactly. Um, but yeah, so you know you get to halfway through the Fellowship of the Ring and uh, things start to get a little bit extra dicey. Yeah. You know, there's, there's obviously been, obviously you have the, um, uh, so from the Hobbits getting to um, Bree between that and Rivendell where the yep. Hobbits are being obligatory chased. Peter Jackson eating a carrot cameo. <laughs> He has uh, he has one in each. No, it doesn't always. Yeah, eat I know. I, I didn't mean, realize that, that would be weird. He does in 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 the the desolation of Smaug. He, he, there's. I think he has a carrot cameo in that one. Yeah, when in in the there's oh, a yeah, flashback oh, yeah. at the start, which yeah. is Bree again. Yeah, yeah. He's probably playing the same character. Probably though. is the same character. He's been he's just been walking around Bree for sixty years, just eating <laughs> carrots. Uh, yeah he has uh, I can't remember his he does have one. Oh no so his Peter Jackson cameo is the one you just said for fellowship yeah in the two towers he's a um Ro, uh, Rohirrim uh soldier and it's like a close up and he like throws a rock or throws a spear down at um oh, one of the Uruk-hai. Right. yeah proper close up like he he is the star yeah. of that shot, but the th- but the, his but then return. But then the return of the king. He's like uh, he's one of the men of the south. He's like one of the like 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 captains. Yeah, he gets shot in the head by Legolas, doesn't he? Uh, he's, I think he's just on the sh- on a ship, right? Like yelling at people. Yeah. So basically, like probably like his director. Yeah, star. yeah. Um, but yeah, so with the fellowship when it gets to the halfway mark and you're all on a high of them uh, becoming the fellowship and then things start to kind of go wrong and I think it's uh, it's definitely my favourite for exploring the characters and yeah. how they initially interact with each other Yeah, and then going from how they initially react to each other and then looking back from Return of the King is, you know, it is a real, and it's a cliche as anything, but it is a real journey, let alone well, it is. in the story, theatrically as well. Yeah. So, like, obviously, it's a, it's a journey in terms of their story, but because of the, because of the changes to the characters, it's the extended version and, uh, the added scenes mm-hmm. like we've already said about just the little things that don't uh, didn't make it to the theatrical cut looking all the way back to the beginning 
yeah i think this one is my favorite because it's the uh the initial optimism of the group yeah and how the characters react with each other and the action is great so i mean they all have um the, the especially the fellowship yeah they the those that um survive and we'll get onto that later. Um, <laughs> those that survive, I mean, by the end of the the story, um, the adventure, the journey, whatever, they're all com- they're all changed, they're all changed completely yeah. different. They barely survive anyway. So yeah, Pretty I mean, s- some of them ha- are, have been like reborn and going to completely different um, people, which maybe we'll talk about that later as well because I'm still confused yeah, about me that too. Um, <laughs> one uh, niggly little I mean uh... you know I, I think the, I mean they all have their their arcs I think probably um, I don't know I think maybe I think probably the Hobbits are the most changed mm. because they're... well it is their story yeah isn't it? yeah you know, we, we did say that it's um, when speaking about the Hobbit that the Hobbit was Bilbo and Thorin's story, whereas uh, this is Aragorn and Frodo's. But I think maybe to a uh, to a certain extent, it's Frodo, the Hobbits. the Hobbits, and Aragorn's story. Yeah. You know? Well, I just think they're you know like even Merry and Pippin by the end are just completely changed. Yeah, they're, 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 they've matured. Yeah. Sam, like as as. Um, He's he's more more confident. Hmm. Um, he you know he he sort of gets the the the, the girl of his dreams and his um, um, his traits are more they're less change more exacerbated. I guess yeah. you know. Like... I think I read somewhere. I don't know if this is correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. But I I've read somewhere that Sam becomes the mayor of Hobbiton. Oh yeah, I've heard that. So he like takes on that is confident leadership essentially <laughs> yeah. becomes like the leader of the of, of the hobbits if yeah. you will and obviously if we know frodo's completely changed he's 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 like he's like a shell of yeah, his former much, self yeah. and all that stuff um but yeah and then and yes yeah and lego lass and gimli sort of have sort of got over their prejudice of one another yeah, and that's their, become that's story, really close friends it, yeah. um so uh, yeah and then of course we the, there's Gandalf and Boromir but we'll we'll perhaps talk about them in more depth in a bit because they're yeah what's the best bit about this first movie the best bit well I, oh my goodness if you could um, own if you could uh, only show someone who hasn't seen Lord of the Rings. I'm sure there are people out there who haven't seen Lord of the Rings, but if you could show them one scene to get them hooked, to get them to see the the entire extended oh edition, goodness. what would you choose? What a question. Um, oh my goodness. The thing about Fellowship is there's so many iconic moments and lines and scenes um everything about fellowship is iconic yeah um it introduces us to the score the famous score the music again we we touched a little bit upon it um in the hobbit yeah but with lord of the rings it's uh uh just yeah and you magnified know a thousand times just how good it is you know a film is is as is cult- culturally 
significant when it gets mocked so much. Yeah. So so many scenes from Fellowship, like where they're hiding from the ring wraiths under the yeah. the tree trunk, and the the council meeting at Rivendell, yeah. and you know all the all the one liners like "Don't tempt me, Frodo," and yeah. all of that stuff, and and one does not simply walk into Mordor. Yeah. All of that stuff comes from Fellowship, and uh, all of it is just completely memeable. So memeable. So instead of being, you know, mocked in, um, I say mocked, or just copied in, uh, it would probably have been spoofed, and I'm sure it has been in TV shows and in films. Yeah. But the the the, the new way of spoofing is memes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, you, you wouldn't, because it's easier and it's quicker. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, all of the the majority of the great memes which is you know like you said means it has cultural significance is uh, they're all from that film yeah and they're all iconic you see them once and you could understand yeah any meme that was made out of these out of these scenes like you said like uh, one does not simply xyz uh, i mean I, I i'm trying to answer your question um i mean I guess, I guess, yeah. I guess, I guess the 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 council um, uh, scene in Rivendell is 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 a pretty good um, is a pretty good introduction moment. You know, it 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 literally has all the characters coming together for this meeting, and then you 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 have all these little the little sort of. Um, disagreements and arguments mm, they taking have taking jabs at each other yeah it shows the the it shows all everything you really need to see it shows the the vulner, vulnerability of man mm. it shows the 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 um uh the uh the um uh, the animosity between dwarves and and the elves yeah. um it shows all of that stuff and it shows the, the the bravery of of hobbits all of that stuff However, I, I mean, for me, I the best part of Fellowship is like the last half an hour. Um, yeah. The what you, the battle of Amon Hen. The 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 woods. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, which <laughs> the uh, unnamed woods. Which again just has everything really. It has f- just friendship, loyalty, temptation, betrayal, redemption. Yeah. Um, you know, sadness. Um, optimism in the face of of uh, no hope, mm. but then it also does have hope. Yeah, and they even mentioned that um, at the end. Um, yeah, it's it's um, yeah, it's just. So you go for the end. Well, I, I mean, I don't know because if someone's never seen the film before, you're not going to show them the end and they'll be like, true. right, now watch the whole film. No, but they might be, uh, you might do that and then they might think, oh, I want to know everything How it else leads up to it. that. Yeah. I'm just saying for me, that that um, that last sort of act, that segment, um, it just sums up everything, really. It's, it shows the, all the characters... Um, it shows their them at their best. Yeah, they're at their. It shows them at their most vulnerable, but also at their uh, most um, um, integ- uh, Their integrity. Their their shows them at their their best and their worst. Yeah. 
So I would probably say I'd, I'd say, if I didn't go for the same, I'd probably go for the Mines of Moria. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I think, again, that's another similar case of showing the characters as who they are at the beginning. Yeah. You know, you got the two you got two like two brave men a dwarf an elf and they all and the hobbits and a wizard you they all get a they all get a bit of a spotlight on themselves um you know with pippin basically uh you know making the uh, fatal mistake of uh, touching something yep um Gandalf's temper, yeah. But then also, at the end of this part of the quest, where he sacrifices himself, yeah. Um, you know, the, the the emotion of uh, <laughs> the the emotion of you know what that means to the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. still the bravery of the two two men, and then obviously Frodo getting uh, getting killed, but not killed. It's all a very, it's all, it's very, it's introducing the dynamic of like the group as a whole. Yeah. Post, post, uh, meeting up in Rivendell and then setting off together, which is, you know, the start. And, um, again, if it was the, you know, if it was a scene I was going to show to someone to get them interested in Lord of the Rings, I'd probably start there. That's a great pick. And then be like, you know, the, there's a lot of, yeah, good character development there that you know, yeah, would get I'd would get me intrigued. Like if I'd never seen Lord of the Rings yeah. before, I'd be like, "What is this? Yeah, can I watch it all? Yeah." So yeah, you're right. That that whole segment would would acts as a, a pretty good trailer, doesn't it, oh, yeah. for the for the film in general? Um, yeah, that that what while we're there, yeah. while we're in the mines of Moria, um, let's talk about Gandalf. Um, because I I don't know I um yeah see I, I see ironically I I much prefer Gandalf in the Hobbit um Gandalf the Grey yeah because he just seems more um grounded and and focused and um yeah this Gandalf I I, I yeah he's I don't really like his 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 sort of death. Um, yeah, I don't I I don't know why does he let go of the ledge? Yeah, but is it because he he thinks that the Balrog, which is the Balrog, sorry, that's already falling? I know it whips it like uses its whip of fire to grab his ankle. I think we have to point out the 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 biggest oh, yeah you the see. biggest glaring <laughs> never noticed that before. I think this I don't think it'll break Lord of the Rings for you, but it'll de- <laughs> you'll definitely be like what the fuck every time you watch yeah. it. Right, so the Balrog of Morgoth yeah has wings. <laughs> I never noticed that until you pointed it out. The Balrog the Balrog has wings. Right, so why why, does why it... doesn't it just fly? <laughs> When he's falling down the tiniest yeah. little crease, and he's just like, 
my wings don't work. I don't understand. And I don't think I actually noticed until not this viewing, but the viewing before. You so I so yeah. I'd literally gone nearly 20 years of my life thinking that was a that was a great sacrifice because I don't think it is though. It's not. Is it? It, 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 I used to think it was, it was sad, but now I watch it and I I just think he let that go. Was so pointless. He let go for some reason. Yeah. Instead of just letting them pick him up. Yeah. I know they they got the goblins or the uh, they're they're goblins in this. I think they? it's orcs. Yeah. So they've got the the goblins or the orcs on, on their tail. But like, if you had Aragorn or Boromir just quickly pick him up. You know, they weren't that close. Otherwise, Gandalf would have been getting shot with arrows as well. I don't know. It is weird. I and mean, why did he let go? And then why it, didn't the Balrog just fly off and just it, kill everyone? If it was, be- what would have been better is if when he says "You shall not pass," yeah. if he then, if he then, like um, using his staff, he like smashed the bridge, causing himself and the Balrog to fall. Yeah. But that would make more sense because yeah. it, he, he's deliberately broken the bridge so that the Balrog can't cross it. Yeah, got it. But then, the, it, as you say, it's got wings. It's got wings. I don't know. It's, it's such a fatal flaw. And then, and then <laughs> maybe he, it's a design thing. But... And then he, he, they're falling for what seems like miles and yeah. miles, yeah. like at the like the the Mariana Trench, yeah, the kind of depth, yeah, yeah. falling um, whilst fighting. And then they fall into some sort of cavern with yeah. water. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how that doesn't kill them both, especially <laughs> Gandalf. I mean, if you fell out of, I don't know, if you were in an air, if you fell out of an aeroplane and you fell and you hit the ocean, it'd be like concrete. you would die yeah. instantly. Just because it's water doesn't mean that you it's, wouldn't. The impact wouldn't yeah. kill you. The speed. I don't understand density. how they. And then. And this and this is in the extended Here's edition. Here's the thing: I can kind of overlook that. That, but then how do they then film. go from there immediately to being on top of a mountain? I don't think. No, he. The way he describes it is the fact that they just continue fighting for ages. For ages, and they just yeah. end up on yeah. a, on the side yeah, I of. I mean, mountain. I can understand that, but yeah. and then, but then, <laughs> but then, after all that, after the fall, yep. after the fighting, yep. Gandalf then dies. Yep, but. It's not. It's not the fall that kills. He, he just sort of lies down. He's just exhausted, and it's like it's oh, like it's like Padme. I think I might just go for have a quick nap. And... It's like Padme from Star Wars. Yeah, just she, don't think too. She, just don't think too. She deep dies into from it. grief. <laughs> she dies from sadness, bro. Um, Heartbreak. Yeah. So Gandalf just sort of dies because he's really tired. Um, and then he wakes up from and his then nap, a, like, a, nice a butterfly like lands on his nose or something, and yeah. and then like and then he like appears naked in a cloud. And then he he becomes Gandalf the White. I can't think about it too much. Otherwise, and, and then when they they're like when they meet when they meet him again, he's Saruman. He's he's yeah. They 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 say Gandalf, and he says, "Yes, that's what they used to call me." And then it's like, right, so are you not Gandalf now? And then he's like Gandalf the Grey. Yeah, <laughs> I am Gandalf the, the White. She's like, okay, so you are two so different people. So you are like, right. So, but then he says, "Um, I am Saruman." The, the good side of Sam. Oh, so I'm like, right, so who are you? Are you Gandalf the Grey reincarnated like the Doctor? Are you like, you're a different person with a different personality, but you still have retained the memory yeah. of the previous incarnation of the Doctor? Mm. Or are you literally the same Gandalf, you just look different? Or are you, you Saruman? If you're Saruman, does that mean he... 
he has all of Saruman's memories, but he doesn't have any memory of being Gandalf the Grey. So does that mean he does, doesn't remember Bilbo? He doesn't remember the the the, the hot anything that happened in the Hobbit? That'd be tragic. Um, I don't it, think they made up their mind, did they? It's so confusing. I don't know what it's like in the book either. Maybe I should have just had a check, but I don't. I don't know what it's like. Like, like Gimli says, he's like, "Oh, this this new Gandalf's more grumpy than the old one." Yeah, it's like so. Again, so he isn't. So he's a new Gandalf then, but but he. So he he's he's a completely different Gandalf, but he's the same. <laughs> it's the conclusion there. <laughs> Someone explain it to me, please. If I'm being a dumbass. Yeah. You know, in when when this goes on always, fa- always in confused. the comments, tell me, tell me, explain it to me, because I genuinely don't know. That bit. Here's the thing: I just accepted it, but also I'm just like, I just need a one sentence explanation, or like explain to me like I'm five years old what happened here. I mean, I can. It's a, it's a fantasy film. I can get my head yeah, around I it. Know. I can get my head around whatever you say. If someone was just like, yeah, it's it's the same person he remembers, but yeah. he's he, but he's like and he's like washed anew, like it's like a clean, yeah, a clean slate okay. where he can vaguely remember his past life. Yeah. But someone just say that, <laughs> Gandalf, just say that, bro. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean, is it like I don't know? Is it? It's like. I don't know. It 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 for some reason I'm not religious at all, but it re- it really makes me think of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus. <laughs> but then when Jesus came supposedly came back to life, he he was still the same Jesus as before. Oh yeah, he was just sort of, uh, you know, a bit cooler, I guess. Yeah, he came <laughs> he came out of the that that just the, a bit that cave with like you know with a fez on Ray Bans and <laughs> yeah and but you know but no but what I, I don't know. It's very, um, yeah. So, Gandalf is Jesus, but with Ray-Bans. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's the conclusion we've come to. <laughs> Gandalf is is a cool Jesus. Um, I don't know. It's very confusing. But um, the problem is as well is, and I'm sure people listening to this will think this, and you've, you, you said it about two minutes ago, is any time you try and come up with a rational, logical explanation for things, people can just say, well, it's a fantasy film. And you're like, oh, yeah, you can't really argue with that. <laughs> you're like, oh, no. Here's the thing, right? Here's, here's what gets me about some films that I watch. This is not going to be a long tangent. When there's when you're watching a fantasy film, right, it just has to be... It just has to have gravity. Yeah. It just has to... It has to have the things where your brain is like, that exists. Yeah. So I know how much... I know how much a kilogram weighs in my hand. So when you're telling me that that kilogram actually weighs like half that, your brain's like, no. Yeah. So some stuff that happens in Lord of the Rings is like fantastical, but you can get over it because either it's gone so fantastical that you kind of have to let that part of your brain go. Yeah. Or it literally is just realistic but then there's sometimes in lord of the rings mainly it's mainly in other shit films yeah where it's trying to tell you like that jurassic that, world yeah it's trying to tell you that that kilogram weighs the same as one feather and you're just like but my brain knows how that works yeah so i can't you can't get past that mental barrier yeah lord of the rings sometimes can break that can can 
can do that to you. It can yeah. be like, oh, but actually it's like this. Yeah. But not a lot. Yeah. Because a lot of it is just following these guys on their adventure. It's not, tr- although it will have like, it'll have like really long and really you have to kind of enunciate it like titles of places and people and it's all very detailed and like it can go on quite a bit about like backstory and yeah. things like that. But also when it gets down to it, it's like there's these three guys and they've got to fight off all of these Urukai because these hobbits have got to get away and then this one guy dies. So it's like it does boil it down to the fundamentals of storytelling. Yeah. You might be like, oh, bloody hell, it's like Rivendell and there's like the Balrog of Wargolf and like <laughs> fucking Gandalf and, you know, you might just be like, fucking hell, like, all right, I, I get it, I have to enunciate. But also with Lord of the Rings, a lot of the time it's just boiled down to like the bare bones fundamentals that your brain can kind of get around. Yeah. In, you know? Yeah, I know. I know. I'm just, I'm, I'm just being. But I'm why didn't the Balrog just fly? Nitpicking. Yeah. <laughs> why yeah. didn't he just fly? Yeah. The guy's got wings. When uh, and he decides to let himself fall almost right? to his own death. When, um, when Shadow, when, uh, when Shadowfax is introduced, Gandalf says that he's the Lord of all horses. So why don't the other horses bow? <laughs> just, <laughs> I'm just being a dick. I don't know. I'm just. Um, I didn't oh. even know. <laughs> Just think, why? Surely they could have got the the horses to to nod. <laughs> I don't know why. I, th- I don't know why I thought that Sometimes. at the time. But I was like, why? Why say? Why say he's the Lord of Horses and then not? Why could you? You could and easily- then not have. Here's the thing. I can understand. I understand what you mean. Where you're like, they introduced. They say stuff or they'll do stuff. <laughs> and like then he that. never and gets then, mentioned again. Yeah. yeah let's- <laughs> Why did you say that? Like, yeah. Surely, that's such an odd flex. Wouldn't it? the people of Rohan, who are like the horse lords yeah. of Middle Earth, wouldn't they know Shadowfaxes and be like, oh my God, yeah. that's Shadowfax, the king of all horses? Yeah. No, it's just some random white horse. <laughs> Is that in the just barn. a white horse? And then yeah. Gandalf's like, no, Give who's the, the lord of all horses? Yeah. And they're just like, oh. fucking show off. Well, like, <laughs> stick some stirrups on him. I, pre- I, pre- I prefer Gandalf <laughs> the Grey as well. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> dick um no um well yeah so um yeah yeah fellowship is um fellowship's great i think i think out of the three fellowship is um is almost perfect it's i don't think it has um it's very unflawed Mm. it's just a beautiful film with a with a, a good structure and um and it's just yeah it's it, it it's just brilliant i mean it's one of the in my opinion it's one of the greatest films ever made in the history of cinema um and you know it's uh, yeah um I, yeah everyone's everyone's like i said i think everyone's just at their best in this film um and uh yeah um however um the fellowship does feature um what is also in my opinion the saddest um movie death of all time but is it the greatest movie death of all time 
Well, I don't know, but well, it depends what two it, different categories. If, if well, because if you, if you're talking when you say movie death, if, if you're talking about like a baddie being killed, I think there are there are there are better deaths like yeah. well, like Hans Gruber at the end of Die Hard, and um, what when it term, in terms of like good characters yeah. being killed off. Okay, yeah. Um, I just think it. I think it's. I mean, every time I watch that, I it, it makes me cry. Mm. Um, and I watch it once a year. Um, and you know it's coming every time. Every time, still doesn't make it any less impactful. I think, but I, I think as well, Boromir is grossly um, underappreciated and is just sort of um, generalised as a sort of generic. Um, some people think of him as as a, as a villain. Yeah, um, he's not. He has one moment where he sort of loses control. Um, but as we discussed in in the, the in the previous podcast, he immediately redeems himself yeah. in the most brave and noble way you possibly can. Yep. And his death is so sad. And it's not as if nobody else is tempted by the ring, right? What about Galadriel when she, you know, when when she's like, "I will become the queen of all whatever." Yeah. That's scary as shit. Yeah. And, and it, she's just like. Uh, the nicest like yeah. character and you can see how much it turns her yeah uh, and you also see that in the hobbit as well and boromir's boromir's motivations for for wanting the ring is you know well is is for good like he wants to use it against sauron oh, yeah. he wants to take it back to gondor um and um you know he's not he's not he's not like he's he's not evil at all he's he's you know, I guess if any Boromir as well, he's more of a real sort of more of an ordinary human than, let's say, Aragorn, Aragorn because like Aragorn is 80. is the heir of to the throne. Yeah. He's the king, yeah. and he yeah, he's he's eighty, and he's yeah. he's also like he's raised by elves. Yeah. He's in love with an elf. Yeah. He he he's also um, he's also from a, 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 a. I don't think Aragorn's like fully human because isn't he from a, a see, he's of a race that age slower than yeah. normal people isn't he yeah, he's not the, is it the Dunedain the Dunedain yeah whereas Borom is just a man he's just a man he's just a man of Gondor um, and also I th- you know when you watch like um, I think Fellowship as well it, 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 it doesn't portray him that well but when you watch the two towers extended edition there's a there's the scene between him and faramir at gondor before he leaves for rivendell and it shows you know it shows the their father um uh being denethor being a dick to faramir which surprise surprise which we we see a lot more of and you see boromir's like he's he you know he's he's very affectionate with his brother and and then when when his dad's being a dick he's like why do you why do you he he stands up for faramir yeah and he's like you know and he tries to you know he says oh it was faramir's victory as well father he he's not like he's really nice Mm -hmm. he's like the there's a good callback in that where um Denethor says to Faramir something like, uh, um, because he's obviously sending Boromir to the uh, council yeah. of Elrond. Or Elrond. And then, um, you know, Faramir says, Can I, I, I should go yeah. instead. And he go. he says something like, 
is this a chance for Faramir, son of Gondor, to show his worth? And when he lets Frodo go, he says those words again. Um, yeah. Which is like, it's again, that's a scene with showing Boromir as, um, you know, pretty much a different person that we see in Fellowship to kind of begin with. Yeah. You know, it shows the other side of Boromir, sorry. Yeah. Uh, and also informs. Um, informs more about Faramir's word going yep. down the line. Um, yep. Actually, I think he says it more when he when he captures Frodo and he finds out he's got the ring. Yeah. Because he's just like, well, you know, what his brother set out to do and what his dad, what his father belittled him for thinking that he couldn't do anything. Yeah. He, he achieved. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So... It's that that scene. I remember it, and then I also remember putting the two together in a nice, you know, finding out that it was a nice callback. Yeah. Um, because in Faramir's brain, he's just like, I was belittled for thinking that I wouldn't be able to do as much as Boromir, and uh, yet he's now got the Ring of Power within his reach. Yeah. So yeah, it's a good scene. I like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it's just yeah, it's very it's very um. Yeah, it's very sad. Um. It's such a beautiful moment as well when he says to Aragorn, "Um, I would have followed you, my my brother, my captain, my king." Mm. Um, because sort of the rest, most of the film, he's sort of saying, "Oh, you're this is don't need a king." Yeah, they've got us, the stewards. It shows growth. Yeah. It shows it's a it's a character it's a character arc, mm-hmm. and it's you know, and again there's a there's a scene in the extended edition where they meet um, Aragorn and Boromir meet for the first time by the statue yeah. of. Um... Is that just in the extended edition? Well, it's it, it's it's longer in the extended okay. edition. It shows them actually actually intro- um, introducing themselves to yeah. each other, saying, "Oh, hello, nice to meet you. You're right, mm-hmm. mate." I'm paraphrasing slightly, yeah. but um, I just yeah. It's All right, just, mate. I saw that in it. Yeah, it's mine. Yeah, it's, <laughs> well, it's a nice, it's a nice little their their friendship, their sort of growing friendship and and growing respect is really nice. Um, uh, and I think it's just it's a it's, just, it's such a heroic, beautiful death, and and the fact that he says to Aragorn, you know, he, that he acknowledges. That you know you yeah. you are you are okay. my king. Mm. Um, to go from where he is, the way he's introduced as just being a generic dick. Um, see, like we were saying, unlike, unlike with Thorin, when Boromir, <laughs> um, when Boromir uh, saves Merry and Pippin, and then you know selflessly sacrifices basically his life um, for them so they can get away and. Um, and then in, in in death he says, "I forgive me." You know, he said, yeah. "I tried to take the ring from Frodo, made a mistake." Really apologetic. Yeah. Explains his method of thinking. Yeah. yeah. Again, probably apologizes, and yeah. then you know, and and saying those words to Aragorn is in itself kind of like an apology. Yeah. So I'm sorry that I didn't believe yeah. in you. You are the king. Whereas Thorin is just like, will not say the word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go plant your tree. Why yeah. don't you go fuck off? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, 
I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm a sucker for a, um, I'm a sucker for an underdog or an, or an unpopular figure. That's why I love the Twelfth Doctor so much because he was, <laughs> for some reason, that he was really disliked. Um, Not anymore. Yeah, so that, so I guess I'm just, uh, yeah, I, I do have a soft spot for Sean Bean. Yeah. And uh, so I love Sean Bean, and uh, but I, do, I really love the character <laughs> of Boromir. Um, yeah. And I think as well, considering how often Sean Bean dies in films, the fact that this death is still so impactful, even though it's Sean Bean. Such a testament. Yeah. To his range of deaths. Um, he does have great range <laughs> when it comes to death, doesn't he? Um, yeah. I mean, I think that his death in Goldeneye is a close second for Sean Bean deaths. I like it. A lot of people say it's cheesy, or it's, and I'm just like, no. They explode a gigantic satellite station I which think, controls space nukes. I think for a, for, for a Bond people. villain, it's a. I think it's great. I think it's a. I think it's quite a simplistic death. I mean, he essentially yeah. just lets he just lets him go and he That's falls. That's true. I'm talking after that. You're about yeah. the, the 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 thing crashing on. Oh, you. the uh, the call. Uh, I I love a callback. So yeah. when, and that's one of the the quintessential callbacks. If you were ever to go for one, you could show them the beginning of Goldeneye. Yeah, and then you could show them the end for England, James. And then you're just like, no, oh, for it's, me, it's just like a nice, yeah. it's nice, nice circle. Welcome um, to the Goldeneye podcast. <laughs> Do you know what? Scrap the Lord of the Rings one. Let's start. So yeah. at the beginning of Goldeneye, that should be the clip that it starts. With. Um, no. Anyway. Anyway. Just wrap. We've gone an hour and we haven't even got onto the two towers yet. Um, no. So Boromir dying. Yeah. Right. The the scene in the two towers, the flashback with Faramir. Yeah. I think is one of the best bits about the two towers. Yeah. Great scene. Because yeah, like I just said it's informative on both characters yeah and it's a great introduction for faramir oh yeah it introduces the 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 um diff, the father-son relationship yeah, the difficult does relationship it a, does it a movie and for, a movie because he's not in uh the he's not in uh sorry uh denethor's not in it till the last movie yeah and this is a good introduction for yes it. And it shows a side of Boromir that we perhaps didn't we didn't see as much yeah. of in Fellowship, yeah, um, because it was all about this sort of oh le- it, it, he's obsessed with the ring and it's all building up to him um, betraying Frodo. Yeah. I don't think I I, I I I really don't think it's that bad. What he does. Um, so the two towers, yeah. When it starts off, obviously. More, the, sorry, to, on, can yes. I just say one more thing as well? You know, we said as well in the last one that in an unexpected journey, um, nothing really happens. Like that, the, there's no, the, the, no, there are no one's killed off. Yeah, they, they, they just get from, they just go from A to B. Yeah, nothing, no uh, nothing that really happens. No, there's no consequences. Stakes. Whereas the fellowship ends. It's like two of them have died. Yeah, supposedly, um, that they, they're they're all broken up and disbanded. Mm. Uh, Mary and Pippin have been taken away by orcs. It's what makes you interested and uh like wanting to know what's happening next yes, yes. because you obviously want them to succeed yeah but like things are starting to look really dire right which is the complete opposite of a film that i really hate which is the last jedi 
Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> not to open a can of worms. Well, I've only seen that once, so I, uh, I'm not an authority on that. Not to open a can of worms. Once um, was enough. You know. An Welcome hour to in. the Star Wars podcast. <laughs> um, Welcome to the Star Wars: The Last <laughs> Jedi podcast. Um, so, because that's a film that's supposed to be halfway through a trilogy, which just ends on a note of bland, no stakes, like. They they got back together all the rebels that survived yeah. the movie. It's so that's it, and it doesn't. There's no. There's compare it to the Empire Strikes Back where you're like, oh, um, uh, Luke had his hand cut off. Yeah, Han is in carbonite again. Uh, it, taken taken to Jabba by yeah. Bullshit. It feels hopeful at the end. It feels yeah. optimistic. You're like, you can have a mix, can't you? Yeah, you can have a mix of like things are not looking great. But, like, stick around to the next film, see what happens. Yeah. Whereas this is a perfect example of doing that even earlier in the first movie. Yeah. You know. I think, yeah, Fellowship, it just hits all the notes. It, you know, it, friendship, loyalty, hope. Mm. It, and it really, the, the way that it ends, it really does end with, like, you know, the, the, as long as there's hope, mm. there's you know there's there's, there's a, a chance there's a chance mm. yeah whereas yeah and then we go on to the two towers which when it starts obviously kicking off immediately from the fellowship of the ring there's that shot of uh, you know like sam and frodo and them being far away from mordor mm in the fellowship obviously like right at the end oh the final shot yeah yeah. and then they do a very similar thing like right at the beginning of the two towers yeah and you're just like I think it looks further away I think you're like I think you're like further away boys I think you mm. might be in the they've, they've, got, the they've gone the wrong they've made the wrong turn <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah the should two, look at the map the two towers is um, and was for a long time my favourite um just because it's just it amps up the epicness of the adventure by tenfold. Oh yeah, beginning to end, mm-hmm. pretty much. You know, the fellowship is a neat is a neatly packed um, start yeah. to the adventure. Yeah, very very very. Oh, again, I might just say yeah, very compact. You know what's happening with the the story threads, you know, because they're all so close together. Yeah. And then obviously by the second one, they're all over the place. So this is when it starts to kick off. Yeah. You know, with Frodo and Sam, with uh, the the two hobbits who get taken at the end yeah. of the first one, which we haven't. And I really before. like that. I think I think them splitting up is 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 perfect. Mm. If they stayed together, or for the whole three films, the mm. Fellowship, it'd have been like you know, it, samey, it's too very samey. Mm. So them splitting up f- from the start of the two towers onwards, mm. and never they don't reunite at all until no, the very end. The end. Perfect. Yeah. Mm. Any the other story threads as well, where especially like uh, Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas looking for Merry and Pippin is yeah. like, is a great like, we're not giving up. On, uh, yeah. 
on those who are kind of lost. Sam and Frodo have to kind of go their own way. Yeah. They understand, like, those three characters kind of come to terms with it. And then they're on the hunt for Merry and Pippin. Yeah. Which gets them involved in the rest of the, you know, because uh, the fellowship's kind of split up and, you know, the. There's a lot more happening in terms of like Isengard and loads more, and you're just like that's how they get involved because they yeah. go so close to yeah, you know, uh, Legolas, Gimli, and Aragorn. I don't think they would have gotten involved with uh, King Theoden if they'd not been looking for Merry and Pippin. Mm. You know, so that's how they got involved with that. And but it's good because like with with Fellowship. They're, for all of them, their 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 sort of purpose, their mission was the ring and taking the ring to Mordor. Mm. Whereas at the start of the two towers, that only becomes Frodo and Sam's goal. Yeah. The other characters all go off and do something else, yeah. but that's something that's just as vital. Mm. Everything they do is is necessary and vital. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love I love that I love that we're introduced to the the the, the, the bigger world. Yeah, that, I think know. that's uh, what I meant by the uh, the grandiose kind yeah. of yeah the the adventure the epicness yeah expanding is because you get to see the rest of mm, pretty much the rest of the world. The well, we, the most you, important you get to bits. see the rest of Middle Earth that is involved in this in, conflict. Yeah. Whereas, uh, you know, in the Fellowship, you're starting off relatively, lo- like, really low-key. Yeah. Even even when you're in the Mines of Moria and things like that, you're still very local to uh, the story of what's going on because it doesn't really have to go anywhere else, you know, whereas the Two Towers has to be all over the yeah. Middle Earth. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I... Um... Yeah, I really love. Um, I I really love the Kingdom of Rohan. I love everything about that. Um, I, 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 again, I guess I guess I just have a soft spot for the, the human characters. In yeah. It. But I love I love um, I love that we're introduced to that and we we um, we see more of that. I I was I, Two Towers is probably more of Rohan uh, Rohan's film. I think yeah. Gondor is more of Return of the King. Yeah. Whereas Two Towers is more of it's like. This is the story of Rohan. Mm. Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli are just happen to be there in yes. that story. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. It's. I agree with you. It, Two Towers was my favourite for for a long time. Mm. Um, I, I think the Battle of Helm's Deep is is, is magnificent. Um, you know. It's, Not to jump ahead, but which would you choose if you had to watch one forever? Helm's Deep or Minas Tirith? One battle. One battle. I know. Uh, out, I know. Out of the context of Lord of the Rings, it doesn't really mean too much. But I would watch uh, Minas Tirith because, uh, well, I won't say what it is, but it's my favourite moment in the whole of the, all six films is in that battle. Oh, okay. So that's why I'd pick oh, that. Okay, can't wait to get to that bit. But the battle, I think, in terms of um, from a from a sort of geeky film buff point of view, the yeah. Battle of Helm's Deep is, I mean, all those extras, the fact that it's pissing down with rain, it's at night, and yet Let's it's Let's talk not... about the good use of CGI and yes. good use of practical effects. Perfectly blended in this movie. Exactly. That's why it's... I feel like it's more so done well in this 
then in Return of the King with Minas Tirith. Yeah, because you can tell like the the, the ghost army and yeah. the the uh, uh, the yeah, and stuff. You can tell CGI, but... Yeah, but um, yeah, I just feel like because of how it's still such a large scale. Yeah, but because of just the, I think the shots are just picked perfectly. And the the blending with CGI, not using too much on certain shots, yeah, where you don't need to, yeah, is the difference, yeah. Um, and then obviously you have got shots that are completely CGI, yeah, um, or a mix of like miniature and CGI, um, so visual effects um, and um, computer generated effects, and it's just. Yeah, it just completely envelops you in the battle itself. And then you're not really, you don't really shake that feeling of it being trip like real. Like it's just at no point when I'm watching it, am I like, oh, that's that's a bit like, it's a bit too, again, it's that, that, that thing like this, this is how things, how realistic things are. It never breaks that barrier. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, I think, and it's it's actually like really held up quite well, I think, because a lot of CGI from two thousand and one, two thousand two, hasn't. Yeah. So you know, absolutely. like uh, <laughs> for it to be nineteen, uh, eighteen years later, so yeah, it's um it's good going, and maybe what no two thousand two thousand two, so yeah. I I know this. I know this is a this is a bit nineteen um, years unspecific but um sometimes with when you make trilogies um the second film it, it can be a bit difficult because yeah. it has to live up to the Original. enormous popularity of the first yeah and a good example of that is indiana jones um and even the best trilogies ever made like indiana jones like back to the future like the godfather yeah um they all have um, die Hard. They all have uh, an entry which is considered weaker. Even um, don't don't hate me for this. Even uh, the original Star Wars trilogy. A lot of people say Return of the Jedi is, is not as good oh, yeah. as the first two. Understood. Even Star Wars has that. Whereas I think with Lord of the Rings, I don't think there's a weak one. No. I don't think one's weaker than the others. No. I don't think. Um, I think maybe Two Towers is slightly darker than Fellowship was. Oh yeah, yeah. But then it's got a slight tonal but shift. But then you again you have you like with Back to the Future, like with um, Indiana Jones, like with Star Wars. The second film is ten does tend to be darker. Mm. Um, but um, for a second film in a trilogy, which I think as as history shows, is is a bit hit and miss. Um, sometimes it's the third one, like yeah. the Godfather, but. I think it's really strong. Yeah, it's really strong. It's a such I think a it's, strong sequel. I feel like this is when it really, when the trilogy really came into its own, in terms of popularity as well. Yeah. Like a lot of people liked, a lot of people really liked Fellowship of right. the Ring. Yeah. Like when it came out. But people, Whereas yeah. When I'd seen Fellowship of the Ring, then Two Towers. Yeah. That's when. It exploded right. when you're just like I think yeah I think people a lot of people went to see Fellowship out of 
um, curiosity yeah. and intrigue, and then then loved it. Whereas everyone went to the two towers went out of pure excitement because they were buzzing because they loved fellowship. Yeah. So yeah. And then yeah, I remember that. Not to get too far ahead about yeah, I remember that wait between the second between two towers and Return of the King. Right. It feeling like a decade. Yeah. God, we were spoiled. Like years. <laughs> yeah, no. We were so spoiled back then. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know. Then I know, I know that they're not as they're not very good. But we had we had the brand new Star Wars films mm. after like forty years. We had Lord of the Rings, um, coming out for the first time, and we got to see them in the cinema. One movie franchise that we will have to get back to. One of both of our favourites, X Men. Oh God, yeah, X Men. X Men One and Two. X Men um is my favorite are my favourite comic book movie adaptations. The X Men films, mm-hmm. but they are a very flawed, lot of negative stuff to talk about. And <laughs> those, anyway, yeah, so. yeah, we do, we I we do both love X Men. Uh, yeah, very spawn. But with the two yeah. towers, I feel like God, yeah, two thousand and. That time, well, two thousand X Men, Lord of the Rings, and Star Wars. Yep. So ninety nine, ninety nine, two thousand, Phantom Menace. Yeah. And then you had Fellowship X- of the Ring, X Men, and X Men. X Men in two thousand, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, two thousand one, two thousand two, Two Towers, and Attack of the Clones. And then two thousand three, X Men two, and, and then no, the and X Men two. Oh my god! In two thousand, right? This is what I'm saying. So, 2002 is quite good, yeah? I mean, Attack of the Clones is quite a terrible film. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's not exciting if you're 12. I prefer 2003 because that was my... F- um... No, yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah. God, that was... God, what a time. Anyway, what are we, what are we talking about? When the Two Towers came out... Right, it yeah. It was... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, we it do was this. really Sorry, when it was really when it uh, it kind of it became that kind of cultural phenomenon. Yeah, yeah, totally yeah. cemented. Yeah, because of just how good Two Towers was, and I kind of there's the bit of it that I don't that doesn't get enough credit. Actually, I'm just going to say it that way is Faramir, Frodo, Sam. I agree. Gollum. Yeah. Obviously, uh, Gollum is one of the the big the bigger parts of this film. Well, of course, because he's introduced His properly. Introduction, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is a couple of good shots. Again, just maybe tacking it to the extended edition that in Fellowship, there's a couple extra shots, isn't there? Right, but that's all. I don't think that even. I don't even think that's Andy Serkis. I think that's just no. CGI. Yeah. Probably. This was when the the proper. We got the proper yeah. performance yeah. of Gollum, and he, you know, obviously you can look at uh, his career and how much, uh, you know, Andy Serkis is lauded these days, and this mm. is the beginning of it. Mm. No one had ever heard of him before that. Yeah. So, and he's he's built a career on uh, on a different form of acting, really. Cause well, he's, he's, you know, he's, yeah, he sort of. Um... Yeah, I mean, he, he, the yeah, he made it what it is today. He was Pretty the much, sort of yeah. first, the first person to do it. I don't know. In a, in I a don't major f- yeah, motion I f- picture, I get. I feel like it might have been done by others, but not in as notable roles or as well. 
So, yeah. you know, he's just, he was so good that, you know, other people are, other people are now learning from him how to act yeah, like, certain ways. Like you know. Benedict Cumberbatch crawling yeah. around on all fours <laughs> like a Komodo dragon Brilliant. for Smaug. Um yeah. So, you know, the, the complexity that is Gollum having to play, having to play him in a, in a bright green suit. Yeah. Having to play two people, really. Yeah. With Gollum and Smeagol. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he just he just knocks it out of the park. And the CGI still holds up. It's not... It's not f- without flaws, but it was 2002. Mm. So, you know, and I can still watch it. And I'm, at no point am I taken out of it. Like, oh, that's really noticeable really bad CGI. Not at all. Not at all. The way he blends with the the background and with the actual set is still really good. Some points it's a little bit shady, but a lot of it is spot on mm. still. Yeah. Um which, you know, is I think they won the Oscar for it for this at least the two towers for visual effects. They definitely won it for the Return of the King, but I can't I'm I can't surprised. imagine there being another film from two thousand and two that had as good visual effects if they've got Gollum in it and the battle scenes. I don't know. So, um, well, if it didn't, that's a crime. But it, it I think it did. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. Two, uh, yeah. Two towers is great. I don't know what. Uh, I don't really know what else to. Um, <laughs> what else can we say? Yeah. The CGI holds up. Yeah. The character development continues. It, 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 and it's, if, if anything is better, it's, it's on more, point. Yeah, because yeah. they're split up and they're. Yeah, some of them exactly. are having to be closer than yep. they've ever been with those. Characters. Right. Yeah. The, the the Legolas and Gimli friendship really starts to blossom. Yeah. Aragorn starts to sort of come into his own, and and he starts to sort of take command of his destiny, if mm. you will. Yeah. We're introduced to Theoden and. Um, uh, the Theoden other is a, uh, is a is a understated MVP of that film. Oh God, me. yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's he the, the fact that he starts off like all decrepit under yeah. under Saruman's control, yeah. and yeah, um, yeah, yeah, he's great. Um, oh, it's just it's Saruman comes into his own as well. Yeah, Christopher um, Lee with the. With the complete heel turn, and we have yeah, the, we have the defeat of Isengard at the end, and yeah. um, uh, and there's sort of you know there's that obviously there's an epic moment where um where they're 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 sort of halfway through the battle and um it, it's starting to look like they might lose, and then you just see the light Gandalf appears with the with the Riders of Rohan, yeah, and he's like um oh that bit's the best oh, what is it he says. Um, Thaden King stands alone, and then Carl Urban pull, rocks up on his horse. Is like not alone, <laughs> and you're like, oh, here we go, Judge Dredd and the Rise of Rohan are about to ro- roll in and and fuck shit up. Um, oh yeah, such an epic. Oh, I got left in my bones, and he has a swig of his whiskey. Sorry, that was Star Trek. Um, <laughs> Carl Urban's great. Carl Urban's the best. Man. He is he's, great. Uh, he's. I don't know. I don't think he'd been in much. He's the best thing about Star Trek, Carl Urban. Oh, the new mean... Star Trek. That's that's not hard though. Welcome to the uh, Star <laughs> Trek JJ <laughs> Abrams uh, podcast. 
I don't want to do a podcast no, about that. I, I hate those films. No. Um, yeah, um, yeah, he's great, isn't he? But it's just we didn't even know who he was back then. Yeah. Um, anyway, anyway, what what the point is? Um, that was a that was that's a great, you know, because obviously he says to Aragorn, "Look to me." On the f- yeah, first light of the yeah. fifth day. Very specific instructions. Yeah. What uh, if look he was late? The, from the east. Yeah. East. What if yeah. Shadowfax wanted to stop for a drink on the way and <laughs> delayed him by like 10 minutes? And then, But you don't know how many days they've been, uh, you know, yeah. going from Rohan to right. Helm's Deep. So, especially when I first watched it or, you know, first couple of rewatches, I didn't, I didn't realise like... I just thought he just randomly turned up, but he's just like, he's like very specifically like, I'm going to be here then. Yeah. But you don't know how long it's been in Helm's Deep. You don't know whether they, you know, they've been yeah. there. You don't know how long they've been there or how long the battles, you know, the battle's been gone on for like a day. or like. This new Gandalf's timekeeping is a lot better than the last <laughs> ones. But uh, so, you know, it's just, a, it's just an epic moment. That's, uh, yeah. It just um, is, is quite timeless, isn't it really? I mean, it's it's controversial. Some people hate it, but some people love it. I think it's a Marmite moment. But um, Legolas surfing down the stairs on the shield with the Fellowship of the Ring theme tune playing in the background whilst firing off arrows. I think that's fucking awesome. I think it's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mate, it's an action film for, for people of all ages. Yeah. It's not for you, you fuddy duddy. Yeah, you're just uh, <laughs> exactly. sitting in your fucking That's a great, basement, uh, just rereading uh, the Salmarillion yeah, for a thousand yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Guess what? Legolas is a surfer. Go, go over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's hey, a skateboarder. Yeah, and he, it was two thousand and two. He also if they didn't cram um, skateboarding in. Like, yeah, feel a bit cheap. He also has the magical ability to um, to rapidly get younger from 60 years ago when in, when he looked when he looked like he was in his 40s now he looks like he's like 19 amazing um amazing the 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 lore of elves um but um i'm but, okay with it i think it's, it's oh yeah yeah it's, it's, it happens yeah. again in the uh, in the hobbit and i'm a, I, at that point only as a bit of a meta joke did i think yeah. to myself I think you're a little bit too old to skateboard or surf there, Orlando. <laughs> well, let's not talk about the physics of the Hobbit because at no, one point he like he like climbs up bits of stones that are falling. Oh yeah, so like, he, oh yeah, he's he, like stepping he can, on them. Aren't he can he? literally yeah. defy the laws of gravity. I mean, he can because point. he can walk on snow, can't he? Oh, and he can walk yeah, on snow. So. I mean, so go. they've explained that. That's so, another yeah. thing so, that's like a co- fantasy element. Why I'm wouldn't like, he? Why wouldn't he surf down a stairwell on exactly. a shield? Um, no, the battle is just great from beginning it's to awesome. end. It's awesome. Um, I mean, yeah, it's um, at multiple points you do think that they're that's it. They're kind of done for. Yeah. So it, yeah. it does build up tension and uh, you know suspense and I mean yeah dread quite well. I mean you've already you've already touched on the the Faramir thing, which um, which I think is great. You know because a bit like kind of like with Boromir. It, it, at first, he's you're not sure about him. You think, oh, he's, yeah. he seems like a bit of a dick. Mm. But then, ultimately, he, very dickish moves. Yeah, but ultimately, he he comes good and he you know does the right thing. Yeah. Um, following a beautiful speech by Sam, um, mm. I don't know if it's in the theatrical cut or not, but and we'll we'll touch on this yeah. in the next bit when we talk about return. But 
one of the multiple times that Sam um, <laughs> literally <laughs> saves not only Frodo but the whole of Middle Earth yep. in the two towers where where Frodo is is he walk, goes up to the roof of um, uh, what's the 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 base called by the river that they're defending? Uh, Osgiliath. Osgiliath. He goes up to the roof where the ring wraith is there and he literally holds out the ring and he says there you go mate have it mm-hmm. and he's you know moments away from handing it over and then sam just comes running up rugby tackles frodo yeah. um and frodo again this happens a lot is like get off me yeah and he's like it doesn't he threaten him he has him with, with the, the sword. sword yeah and then sam gives him this really lovely a beautiful speech mm. about you know about hope and and all that stuff and about how you know I can't remember what he says but I think that's what I think Faramir overhears that yeah and he realizes yeah. this is wow this yeah. you know um they're right yeah and that's how you let some go it's lovely as well because it's like a nice little um it's a nice little it's, it's almost like feels like it's like a homage to Boromir it's like look you know they're they're brothers. This is what you know. They're not bad. Yeah, they're not bad people. They they're didn't just, have bad intentions. They're, they're they're just flawed. They're men. Yeah, very flawed. You know, they're they're, they're unless they're Aragorn, they're they exactly. they yeah. they have flaws. They can be compromised, but they can also be brave and noble and do the right thing. Yeah, yeah the ending is um, it's it's again it's it's like with fellowship. It it is it's hopeful. But it's also a little bit darker, yeah. you know. Just turning that just dial of darkness, um, just t- turning that dimmer switch on the yeah. the tone right down just a little bit more. Gandalf says, uh, "The battle for Middle Earth has just begun," as, mm. if, um, as if to say, you know, the worst is yet to come. Pretty much, and and then and it obviously it ends with with um, sadly with with uh, Gollum reverting back to being Gollum there was a point where you thought oh maybe he's Smeagol and he's savable fortunately due to his mistreatment by Faramir's um, men goons he reverts back to being sort of Gollum and it ends with him leading them off and and, and the music the song is is very it's very drab yeah it's a lot sort of um, more melancholy Mm. than the song at the end of Fellowship um, so yeah, it, it does. It has a much darker tone and overall and ending. But but that's but it, the, the thing about Two Towers is it is essentially it is the calm before the storm. Mm. Things are only things are only get going to get worse before they get better. And uh, I feel like if you to directly compare the ends of Fellowship and Two Towers, I feel like it's. It's just uh, another step in the direction of despair. Yeah, and the all of the characters are just more weathered. Absolutely. Uh, and then you're like, what else can possibly, what other bad things can possibly befall these people? Yeah. And then you find out. Yeah. So with Return of the King, it starts off. Where does it start? It starts off with um, 
Gandalf, Aragorn, Legolas, Gimli, oh, and Theoden traveling to the newly conquered Isengard. Mm. Yeah, the Ent occupied Isengard. Yes. Um, which again, uh, uh, there's some extra bits here. Yeah. Like there's a few extra little bits of that journey and at the at the yeah. end of Two Towers or yeah. in Two Towers. There's a little bit extra at the beginning of Return of the King. Again, yeah. which I just feel just kind of meshes the films a little bit better. Mm. Um, obviously, in this one, you see the demise of Saruman. Right, which I, I think is, I think out of everything, that the fact that they cut that out is probably the biggest... Um, misstep yeah yeah that for me is like um like in in the hobbit the battle for the mountain where we were like we were like looking at each other i can't believe they cut that out yeah i think i think of all the things i think that's the biggest mistake peter jackson made and and the the worst cut he made i know that didn't it didn't there is a scene of them being there yeah but you don't see you don't see him that they just arrive and 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 then it goes straight to the bit where Pippin jumps off the horse and finds the ball Palin, yeah, in the water. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I, I've read this several times over that um, Sir Christopher Lee was furious that they cut that out. I bet. And apparently, when um, when he was offered to reprise Saruman in the Hobbit, he said to, he said to Peter Jackson, "Am I going to actually be in it this ooh, time?" Ooh. He was still really bitter about it. Nice. I'm not Even surprised, um, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, he was it's quite he was important. The second primary <laughs> villain, literally, and he deserved, you know, he deserved that. A, scene's a, really good. A, a comeuppance. That scene is uh, it ties it ties it all in. Wow. You know, you've. You've seen Saruman go from uh, assumed ally to villain, yeah, to knowing he's been right defeated. It's the end of his arc, yeah. an arc that began way back in the in the Hobbit, yeah, and you it's now reached its 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 climb, its its inevitable end, yeah. and we don't even see it. No. I do remember f- feeling in the cinema. I didn't realise that that, that 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 had been cut. I didn't know, yeah, yeah, but I do remember yeah. thinking, aren't we going to see? Yeah, so Saruman is just hiding. What in happens the tower. to him? Yeah, He's they, just locked in the tower. They just, yeah, they just. Uh, they don't even mention him. Yeah. No, they they do. They they mention something. They mention, but they, it's a one line. Yeah. They, well, like, they, 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 when they arrive, uh, what Treebeard says that he's he's locked in the tower. Yeah. yeah. But then he's never mentioned again after no. that, and I always thought that I always thought, "What? Why don't? What happened to him?" Mm. And it was only till I no, first no. saw the extended edition of Return of the King that I that you saw that, and I thought, "Wow, can't believe they cut that know, out." Right? Gruesome, isn't it? Falls from the top. Oh, it's a great death. It's a great, great, death. great villain death. Yeah, um, proper up there. Yeah, yeah, very. It's not, yeah, yeah. You never saw it in theaters. Um, it's yeah, it's great that Wormtongue is the one that stabs him. Yeah, he sort of sort of redeems himself in a way not really but he at least he goes out in a slightly i don't know in a warm lukewarm flame of yeah. glory <laughs> not, yeah. not exactly a blaze yeah it's yeah but it's it's just it's it's good it's very good and yeah. um, and it's just a shame they got cut it is a shame quite a bit of some stuff from this 
film. Again, it's the third films that kind of suffer the most. Yeah, I feel yeah. like the, the 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 scene that we talked about with Boromir and Faramir. That's that's like one of my favourite extended edition scenes because yeah, it adds too. quite a bit. Absolutely. This is one which I'm just like this a hundred percent should have just been in the film. Yeah. And sometimes I think to myself when I'm watching Return of the King. Where's the bit where Samaran falls from the top of the tower? Right, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, it's, it's in the extended. Yeah. So uh, in my brain, I've I've connected it to the the theatrical version. Yeah. Because it just should just be in there. This this is why I don't like watching the theatrical versions yeah, when they're on. I probably won't ever. When they're on ITV two on yeah. Sunday after. The Mummy Returns and, and Bond. <laughs> and uh, uh, Quantum of Solace. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. Yeah. Um, not any of the A-class Bonds. No, it's always the, the it's always not quite like as good Bonds. BC Bonds. Um, the disappointing follow-up. <laughs> yeah. Spectre. So, um, it starts off and then we get to Sam and Frodo. Yeah. And Gollum. Yeah. And uh, Shelob. Yeah, the spider, which is just another uh, oh. another huge hurdle for. <laughs> and you're just like right, so you've you've made it all the way across the the world, literally, because it's one end to the other, and now you have to encounter a giant spider. Yeah, that's hungry for you. I mean, <laughs> uh, I, again, I know that the purists out there are gonna gonna. Uh, you know have a go at me but again frodo is at frodo's at his most dickish in this film oh yeah but i know that it's i know that he's being manipulated by gollum and and the that he's the he's you know he's he's suffering because of the ring and i'm Mm. I'm not i'm not i I do take that into account and i also generally frodo fans i do i used to (laughs) i used to really dislike frodo a lot but now um I, I'm I'm now I'm I'm a lot more sympathetic towards him, um, but yeah, he's just. Uh, Why would you be like, oh, we've made it all this way, and then he just he literally tells Sam to go home. I know. Like, how is he going to make it all the way home by himself from how? like the the those stairs right in front of Minas Morgul and? Why would you take so Gollum's crazy. word over Sam's? So I mean, even if you you know one, you're like right, one of them's not telling the truth. I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure that it's Gollum. <laughs> you know, it's just. Is it my former gardener and best friend, or is it some skeleton that I found halfway on a adventure? Um, I I don't know. I I I I completely understand everything. All the stuff that you're gonna listeners that you're gonna um say. I I know. I know that he. I know that he feels. I know that he sympathizes with Gollum because that he was a ring bearer and he also a hobbit as well. Yeah, I know all of that stuff and I get it. And I know Frodo's got this horrible burden. He's suffering as well. But you know, it's just. On multiple occasions, he... <laughs> Especially he, in the end of he nearly, Two Towers and in the beginning he of nearly this get, He gets himself killed or he um, he, he just gives the ring away um, or um, or he's just generally just a bit of a dick to Sam um, or he like threatens to kill Sam. And another moment I forgot, but this was something that I saw when we watched it that I never realised before. You know, in The Fellowship, you know the famous scene where of them 
where they're hiding under the trunk and the ring wraiths look like oh yeah he's yeah. like looking over there's a moment there where frodo he's like you know you know he, he's like doing like his cum face <laughs> and he he gets the ring out and he's about to put the ring on his finger yeah. and sam just reaches over and puts his hand yeah. on his hand and just hmm. bat, like gently bats it away and i thought could have been over hell, there then it would have been, if he put that ring on the wraith would have immediately sensed it probably grabbed frodo like yeah. probably th- i don't know thrown him against the tree trunk killed yeah. him and taken the ring straight back to sauron game over the end that that one gesture that you know that is just an an example of the many 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 occasions where sam um is the true hero is the true hero and this this perfectly leads (laughs) me on to my theory that samwise gamgee is the real hero of lord of the rings he is it might be frodo's story but sam is the hero sam is the protagonist this is why i think peter jackson ended the film on sam yeah of all the multiple endings, yeah. he ends it with probably the most unspectacular. Sam just goes home and says hello, all right, wife, and then they yeah. go in and close the door. And but it's you know Sam is just he's just so he has so much integrity, and he's just so he's he reminds me a lot of Bilbo. Mm. He's very heroic. He's, he's selfless. closer to Bilbo than Frodo. Yeah, and he's he's, he's loyal to a fault. You know, I mean, I. I know it's it's mocked, but there is that line where Frodo says, um, "You know, when they're like talk discussing the future and and their legacy, and and uh, and Frodo says, oh, um, what about Sam? Frodo wouldn't have got very far without Sam.' But it's true. It is great. And he's like Samwise the Brave. Sam's like, oh yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, you are Sam. Hmm. You are Samwise the Brave. Yeah. And yeah, you're right, Frodo. You wouldn't have got for if you wouldn't even got to fucking um, Bree without Sam." Um, exactly. So, it literally, would have died on the road by the ring race. It would have died then. Literally. There's multiple. I mean, there, I I tried counting them when we were watching. I was I was going to count them, but I think I lost count at like six or seven. <laughs> um, I mean, at one point, he literally carries Frodo up Mount Doom. Yeah. He literally carries him. Doesn't just carry him metaphorically, hmm. or uh, you know, or he, just physically. He literally he carries both. him. And then even sorry, I know I'm getting way ahead now, but no. I, I'm just focusing on the Sam and Frodo uh, arc. Right at the end, after everything they've been through, they finally get in. They get to Mount Doom, and Sam's like, "Throw it into the fire!" And what does Frodo do? He no. turns around. He says, "No, all that way." And again, oh, no. and he doesn't even really. He doesn't. He doesn't actually throw it in. He. He fights with Gollum over the because they both want it, mm. and then Gollum bites off his finger, and then and then he they fall over the edge, and then again, right, even right at the end, Sam saves him. Saves him again. What a surprise! And it really annoys me. I remember commenting on this when <laughs> at the time we watched it. Is um, everyone? Everyone is like. Um, you know, it's all about Frodo. You know, like um, they're like, well, let's do this for Frodo, and Aragorn's like, for Frodo, yeah. and then they all charge into the battle like Frodo, and I'm yeah. thinking, and Sam, yeah, <laughs> you know, f- you know, he because I, I can, you can picture the scene, can't you? The uh, it's where Aragorn's getting called by Sa- uh, Sauron, isn't he? He's like, mm. he's like communicating with him, 
and he's, he's uh, you know, just like whispering and sweet nothings in his ear. And uh, Vigo Mortensen turns and he just goes, for Frodo. And then I just want, and then, you know, Gary the extra, just yeah. like, and Sam. Yes. <laughs> and then it's just. Like, Sam, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like just one extra just like yells out, and Sam. <laughs> <laughs> just really faintly from like down yeah. way down the line. Yeah. Poor old Sam. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then when 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 you see like the tower collapse and everything, everyone's like, Yeah, Frodo, he yeah. did it. No, he fucking didn't. No, Sam did it. Sam, Sam did it. He basically did it, yeah. Um I just oh, yeah. That's so, that's so funny. That's such an overlook as well, isn't it? Where they're all like Frodo and they don't mention Sam at I know. all. Well, all right. The Gandalf is the like Frodo and Sal because he assumes they're still together, they're still uh, on their quest. But like the yeah, others, I know they'll just say Frodo, and then and then the hero <laughs> worship like, yeah, no. he gets after that, yeah. really doesn't sit well with me either because it's you know like there's that scene where um, I, it's a, I don't really like it. it's very cringe. The scene where Frodo wakes up in his bed yeah. and each character comes in that one is, after another in slow emotion. <laughs> And he's like, "Oh, it's you! Yeah. Oh my!" It's all slow motion. It's as well. it's, it's a really bit, good. yeah. It, but then, and then, right at the, and then at, at the end of the scene, Sam just walks in, and they have a moment where, amongst all the chaos, everyone's like jumping around, like, "Yeah, Frodo!" Yeah. Frodo just sort of looks through them at Sam at the door, and they just have a moment of acknowledgement. And I think, yeah, where's Sam's? I mean, obviously, they might have done it. What already. I really want from that is I want Frodo to be like, whoa, 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 like Mary Pippin, calm the fuck down, yeah. um, have some smoke. Some... Like, everyone, everyone, just move aside. Yeah. I want him to get out of the bed. I want him to walk across the room in front of everyone, and I want him to give Sam a big hug, and I want to say thank you. Yeah. I c- literally could not have done it without you. Thank you so much. Yeah. That's what I want. That's all That's all that he deserves. Just fuck it, say fuck it. It's the same thing with Thorin. <laughs> so not saying sorry. Say fucking thank you. Isn't it? Frodo needs to be like indebted to. And then you know, a couple of scenes later, they're just down the pub. Couldn't just couldn't just nudge him and just like put his arm around her and just be like, no, thank you. Yeah. Like, and when when Frodo's like you know when they're at the docks and they're about to sail to the yeah. the uh, the uh, the promised land or wherever, and they're all like crying and that, and I'm just like, yeah, just yeah, bye. Yeah. <laughs> It's not you're not Sam. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm so glad. I'm, you know, I'm. I know it's again, it's relentlessly mocked, but I'm so glad that we did get that, um, that that last bit tucked on at the end of Sam returning back to the, yeah. the Shire. Yeah. Because I thought I think yeah, he, at least he gets it's more. It's more nuanced if it's it finishes on that scene. Yeah. Then if it finishes with Frodo going to the Undying. Well, a lot of people yeah. say that they that's where the film should have ended with the boat sailing off because it no. does it does do like a fade to white. Yeah. People say, oh yeah, that that felt like the the ending, but no, it, it, I I think that bit with Sam returning to to his to his family because hmm. um, as well he's because I think he says as well the last line of the of the film he says I'm back. Nice. Yeah. Right. There and back again. Yeah. Oh, perfect. So for those of you who moan about the the multiple endings of Return of the King, I mean, each one of them is necessary. Yeah. Has a, a valid um, uh, it it ju- uh, it's justified. I think. Hundred percent. I mean, so I'm, we've jumped way ahead. Sorry <laughs> about that. But I had I, I had to get that out of my system because I've thought this for years. 
Right, let's uh, rewind just a little bit. Yeah, rein it in, Harry. Why are the why are the orcs and the urukai or orcs and the orcs having a fight? Because one of them is just like, oh, the, this one tried to shank me. You know when? Um, oh yeah. You know when? Uh, yeah. Frodo gets captured because they're cockneys. That's what. <laughs> that's what cockneys do. They have, they have a fucking fight, don't they? This bloody bugger trying to shank me. He's genius, bugger, just trying to kill me. <laughs> and then why does that cause a riot? I mean, we all know what London's like, but. Well, exactly. So uh, yeah, I don't know. It's um, <laughs> it's that's always when I watch it, I'm just like. That's weird because they're supposed to be on the same team. I know there's a volatility. You see that in a bit of the extended edition. Yeah. Because um, when Frodo and Sam are trying to hide from the the orcs, they um, they obviously they disguise themselves as orcs, don't they? Yeah. When they leave um, one of the towers, I can't remember which one. The one that post Shelob and. Uh, Right, yeah, yeah. And I know exactly. They what you mean. they come in and they they dressed as they're disguised, sorry, as uh, as orcs, and then they have to kind of get in a fight, and it makes a scuffle, and they get past a whole load of them. And I don't know why. The, I just whenever I watch that scene of Frodo's being captured, Sam does Sam come? He comes to the top, doesn't he? And the Sam uh, once again saves him well uh, here we are once again sam's saving frodo so that's the start that's the opening and he does what frodo um can't which is he literally takes the take gives the ring back so he has more strength of character than than frodo but i just yeah sometimes i i watch that scene and i'm just like so a riot started because someone tried to stab another person i don't know and then they're all fighting, and that's how they get dis- the distraction. How they get out of the, out of the tower, out of the. I can't remember which one it is, but it's near. It's in Mordor, isn't it? So. I guess it's. I guess it's just put down to the fact that orcs are supposed to be volatile, dumb, and yeah. and you know. Um, Always up for a shanking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I want some meat. <laughs> about that, let's. Yeah. Um. Yeah, what we need is um, is is a, a prequel about um, orc culture. Yeah, I need a um, <laughs> spin-off. Yeah, I need a, a, a what do you call it? I need a bit of a, appendix. Yeah, no, not a bit. Appendix, no. <laughs> not appendix. Appendix. <laughs> what am I talking about? I need about? Um, a bit of the book where they explain things. I need What's a, that an called? Orc Bible. Where... Appendix. Appendix. Uh, Appendices. Appendices. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. God knows what I'm talking about. But yeah, I need uh, I need to know the lowdown of why, because it just obviously it gives him a bit of a get out of jail free card. Yeah, slipping away once Frodo's been captured, and I'm just like, how did? Why did that happen? <laughs> why did that happen at all? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that's um, they get out, and you know they're still on their uh, arduous journey in in Mordor. Mm-hmm. Still get to see a little bit more of Mordor in the um, in the extended edition in some of the scenes, but I think I think that's the one thing that's kind of glossed over is like what Mordor, other than the the visual and like a bit of a description of what Mordor is actually like. Yeah, yeah. You know, it doesn't get as heavy a description as Rohan or Gondor or like the 
the tree like the lands of the elves or the you know the mines of moria yeah. it's, it's something that kind of just gets glossed yeah over which is you know when i was 11 and i first heard about orcs i thought they just said hawks <laughs> so i was just like where are these hawks coming from yeah <laughs> i mean they related I, I to must the have eagles deaf, like <laughs> but i was just like oh orcs and then by the second film i'm like okay orcs and then you don't really get to i know they're supposed to be like a faceless evil yeah like, that's the whole point but i'm also just a little bit like well what's other than the the description given by gandalf or some of the other characters on what it's like in there you don't really get to see too much but you do in a couple of scenes from the extended edition while yeah. Sam and Frodo are there. They seem to walk, basically walk through Mordor extremely quickly. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming that... I mean, that's probably even that didn't make it to the extended edition, scaled down for time. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a bit unexplored, isn't it? Um, yeah. Which I would like for them to have just done a little bit of... You don't have to do it with dialogue, so just maybe just have a few scenes. Yeah, like like um, scattered one in of the those film, like landscape shots. Of, yeah, but then that's not good advertising for the New Zealand travel <laughs> board, <laughs> no. is it? Yeah, so that would be a very quick shot. <laughs> There's lots of shots of mountains and beautiful yeah. landscape, <laughs> but not a lot of Mordor. No, they didn't. What they they didn't include that in the uh, yeah, just the package leaflet. Just because sometimes I'm a little bit like right, so. You know the big at the beginning of Return of the King, like the big army of Sauron or like part of it comes out of that um, that tower. I think it's Minas Morgul where the yeah. ring wraiths are. Yeah, but like, were they made there? Were they like just gathering there, or uh, you know, I don't know what's going on with the. I don't. I, I, maybe they were just <laughs> Again, chilling, it's chilling just... there, waiting. <clears throat> Again, I think it's just supposed to be like, oh, you're just supposed to assume that it's just a big faceless evil and not know where they come from, or yeah, you know, it's a little bit ambiguous. Um, but yeah, I just like a couple of couple of scenes, just seeing a bit more of Mordor, because, like you said, it kind of kind of skips ahead a bit, you know, like yeah. they get out of the the situation of what's going on. Where they were, and, and then they're uh, just at the bo- the 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 bottom of Mount Doom. Yeah, at the foot of, or they they there is one short kind of clip of them walking, of them along. walking along, and they yeah. sh- they take all the armor off yeah. that they were hiding in because Frodo's like, I can't even hold my clothes on. Basically, yeah, he's just like, I need to get back into my comfies, basically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if I'm gonna make it all the way up to Mount Doom, I'm gonna need my Hobbit pajamas. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Move, so moving away from the Frodo and Sam ring mm. subplot. Um, yeah, I mean, Return of the King has got some incredible moments yeah. in it, like the um, the lighting of the uh, the beacon. Oh yeah, oh, Quite God, that's such a rousing oh, yeah. scene, isn't it? The beacons are lit. Yeah, and Rohan will answer. Yeah. Oh God, and you just oh, it's just goosebumps all over Theoden continuing where he left off from the two towers of just being pretty much the king of just epic quotes yeah <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> stirring moments yeah 
of her- heroicism. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's why he's king, I guess. Yeah. Not through lineage. Just he was just really good at one-liners. Uh, yeah, that was <laughs> that was the credentials required for for kingship. Um, yeah. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Some 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 great moments in that. Um, I mean, there's so much. The thing is, there's so much in all of these films that to that would take us about four. hours. It would take us too long to talk <laughs> about them all, so we can't. But yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, Return of the King. It's 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 packed with some of my favourite moments from from um, from the whole uh, saga, the whole Middle Earth six film saga. You know, mm. the the lighting of the beacons is um, is an is an epic moment. Um, Just the the Battle of uh, Minas Tirith and its two three parts. Yeah, you know, starting with the siege of the city. Or the yeah the siege of the city and um, just how it ter- how it has its twists and turns you know yeah. with Rohan turning up and uh, the army of the dead and Rohan arriving at the battle of Minas Tirith is the, my favourite moment in the whole of Middle Earth uh, all the films and it's also I think one of the best. Like just one of the um, best like epic battle moments, rousing speeches. So rousing. It's well, it's the music that does oh, it. Yeah, it's Howard Shaw's score again, the Riders of Rohan theme. Um, it's just so like they 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 right. There's like the the the, the horn. Mm. They and everyone just hears the horn and looks around, and then you just <laughs> see them coming over the horizon. Yeah. And Theoden does his speech, and he's like he he rides along, clangs his sword with the oh, others, and then they just he just screams death. Mm. And everyone there, and then and then they're just riding, and then the music starts playing, and and then you see the orcs like starting to look like oh god, Shit. they're shitting themselves, <laughs> and 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 it's just so epic, and then they just charge into the orcs. Oh, it's it's so it just gives me goosebumps all over. That's my favourite bit. Um, it seems like in this film that the I definitely got the sense in the extended edition. I don't know whether it would in the theatrical again but like it just gives you the sense that like the the battle is really like never won until that moment when the tower comes down at the end yeah you're like they are at Minas Tirith and then they start doing okay and then Rohan shows up or they're they're doing badly and then Rohan helps and then even Rohan's getting over, but then the elephants turn up, yep. and 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 it turns against them again. Yep. But then Aragorn turns up with the, the army, army of the, of the dead, dead, and then that's not even the end of it because it's just Which like it's the end of that battle. Yeah, it's, it's the end of that end. battle, but it's not it's not the end of the war. They they're nowhere near like winning. Like yeah. even yeah. though the the orcs are dead, it's like well, that's just the ones that have come to kill us. That's right. not all of right. them. Right, that's just that on. And then when they turn up at the Black Gate, it's like two overwhelming odds. And it's Incredibly. just, it, it just, it, it's like a, it feels like, um, not in a bad way, it feels like the characters are in like a complete slog. Mm. Like, no matter how well you think they're doing, like the, the tide will turn at some point mm-hmm. because... The faceless evil and the numbers that they've got is just there's just too much. Yeah, and it just it just keeps turning, and that's there's always a bit where you're like, oh god, they're doing really well. That's a bad thing. 
because it's about yeah. to go really badly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's um, it's it's really good at making you feel optimism, and then completely changing it on a dime. Really, yeah. When it comes to the battles, and I think just, it's just epic. It just goes on for. A, it just goes on and on. I said the the uh, war in the Battle of the Mountain in the Hobbit, yeah, in the third one was was really really good in yeah. the extended edition. Yes, but it still is not. It doesn't have a doesn't really hold a candle to this though. Not at all. So, but it's you know it just shows you how good it was even for the. Even for the time, it was just amazing then. It's still still amazing now. Yeah, mm. exactly. And it's like in in the battle for the mountain, I think like the bit where like um, Thorin and and the other dwarves like um, like join the battle. That's supposed to be like the big rousing moment. Yeah, but compared not. to the Riders of Rohan, it's nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. It's just. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Return of the King is is just so epic, and uh, it has. I mean, it, I think it did it. I think it won the Best Picture Oscar out of three, mm. um, and the most amount of Oscars. Mm. Um, and it is great. I mean, it's it's just like I said, it's packed full of great moments um, and epic scenes, and uh, everything comes together. Um, yeah. And you know a lot of the, um, uh, some of the other like we we get, there's a lot of focus on Merry and Pippin, yeah. Their 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 individual personalities and yeah. characters, rather than just like they're like the Morecambe and Wise of the uh, double they, act. They both separately kind of m- more Pippin a little bit, yeah. But they both come into their own in the in the last one. Yes, I mean they do a lot in uh, the Two Towers to help the Ents. You know, realize that you can't really wait for them to decide when they're, you know, the forest is getting killed off. Yeah. So, but it is this one with, uh, with both of them just kind of taking control of uh, their life, really. Yeah. You know, and they, their, they, their, their yeah. chance to kind of show themselves. Exactly. And, and I think that, um, like we were saying earlier about the seriousness, I think that's good. I think if they were still, especially in Return of the King, if they were still like mucking about and and making jokes and yeah. you know, I think you, you'd think you you'd start to think, all right, rein it in now. Yeah, like this is serious. Like you, yeah. you need to you need to get involved, mm. and they do. And they do. Um, and in in both of them in in their own sort of way, Mary, both in both in peril. Yeah, a lot. Mary sort of becomes more of a soldier and yeah. a warrior, yeah. and but Pippin, but Pippin sort of he sort of discovers his maturity and mm. becomes more. Um, I mean, he he essentially saves Faramir's life, saves Gandalf's life, mate. He does save Gandalf's life, doesn't so, he? Yeah, him, you know, yeah. Without thinking about it, he uh, puts his life in danger when yeah. Gandalf's about. And him and Gandalf have that nice little sort of. Um, Bonding, where you know, like the like in the first film, Gandalf's always like, "Oh, Peregrine Took, yeah. you're a fool of a Took," and he's always like having a go at him. Yeah. But then they sort of become mates mm. in this film, That's, yeah, which is cool. nice. Um, so yeah, it's uh, 
Yeah. Um, God, I mean, it's just so many so, characters and things to talk about. The sword. That is also epic. When Elrond epic. presents that to Aragorn, they will answer to the king of Gondor. Yeah. Brilliant moment. Um, yeah. Um, uh, Aragorn sort of embracing his destiny and all that. Um, uh, and I really, I really do like it when they're when they're at the um, when they're at the gates of the Black Gates of Mordor. I really like that moment where Gimli says, um, "I never thought I'd die standing side by side with an elf." Mm-hmm. And Legolas says, "What about side by side with a friend?" And Gimli just looks at him and goes, "I." Completely full circle oh, their relationship. What a beautiful moment! It's a nice arc. It's really nice and as well. At that bit, you're like, "That's their story." Yeah, that's perfect. And I know that it. You, I know you could argue, "Oh, it's just um, it's a little bit compared to the other arcs. It's very simplistic." But they are side characters. Like, yeah. Yes, they. they well, but if you look at the bigger picture, it's that is yeah. All right, it's it's about them individually. But you could argue that's also um, a sort of metaphor for the for the elves and the dwarves in general. Yeah. This whole... oh, they're very representative of uh, their species, right? And they? and this conflict has brought this, them together and and has buried yeah. the uh, the buried the hatchet. Yeah. Um. So that's a really beautiful moment, mm. which I appreciate. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. And we get to the end. Yeah. Ings. The endings. The endings. Yeah. A lot's been. We've said quite a lot about them already. Yeah. Um, but each one just kind of um, just kind of hammers home how much of a journey it was for all the characters. Yes. Um, yes. You can't. No one's discounted in not having played a huge role. Yeah. You know, everyone who's kind of. In the uh, multiple endings, so from even from other characters that are not there the whole time, but are still important, like you said, like Elrond and uh, Galadriel. How many? I think, in all seriousness, I th- how, I think how I don't many... think there's like a huge amount. There's maybe like four or five. I think it's scenes. five. Yeah, Th- there's there's the Frodo and Sam. What the waking up and you know the I th- well, no, I think. There's a bit where Frodo and Sam are on th- before they get rescued. because yeah, it does fade to black. It fades to it? black. I yeah. think that's one. Yeah. And then the second one is um, when they wake up. Uh, when Frodo wakes up and Gandalf's there. The second one is Frodo. The bit where Frodo and Sam are ex- having exchanging a look because that yeah. it fades to black. Yep. There. And yeah. then the next one is the um, the uh, Aragorn's coronation. Yep. And then the next one is the um, sailing the way. Well, I guess he's at. They're at Bag End, then, aren't they? When yeah, they but home. I think I think the next fade to black. Oh, okay. Or in, is is when the boat's sailing off. Yeah, yeah. And then the final one is the actual end. Yeah. So I think there. That's the five main ones. Right. Battle of the five endings. <laughs> Battle of the five endings. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> makes a, more sense. That's a perfect title for that. Yeah. So the first. Um ending it's not really an ending but i just count it because of the fade mm. um yeah that makes sense um yes yeah, so, and again I mean, you, you can't just you couldn't have ended it there though you couldn't oh no 
So, but I, I, I guess maybe you did that because um, the way they're talking is if they're they're both sort of it, but it feels it's like the end of Toy Story three. They're they're just sort of oh, yeah. they're just acknowledging that they're going to die. Yeah. Um, and they're just sort of um, laying there, laying there, and then they it, are just laying there, aren't they? They like are, a bit yeah. Of rock and then it just sort of fades to black. With like loads of lava about. Um, and then up. the eagles pick them up, and I don't know what people are going to say. Oh, why? Why couldn't the evil eagles fly around in the first place? They're wild animals. The ring they race are. hadn't been worth, <laughs> hadn't been destroyed yet. You know, so I don't think that would have worked. No. If they see, you could have exactly if you'd just flown them there, they would have just gotten taken out by the Nazgul, innit? Yeah, uh, and then but you know, it, it they they would have had a massive battle with the with the Nazgul, and 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 potentially someone would have got killed, fallen off, or ring, ring straight back to Sarah. the ring could have fallen off and flew fallen right down into the into an totally debunked hand. it. Didn't take that long, did yeah. It? I don't think I don't think I don't think it's a case of why couldn't they've no. done that. I don't think it would have worked. No. And also, they would have seen them coming. You're yeah, flying. Of if there's nine people flying, it's not on like it's eagles, like like here where there's like fucking. The whole point of it was that it, the whole point of it was that they had to go in stealthy. Yeah. Um. Can so there's that. There, We've already talked about the waking up in Rivendell. I re- that really makes me cringe. That yeah, scene. It's quite um. And then Aragorn's coronation. Now that's a great scene. That is really good. Yeah. I think that ties into them going home as well. Mm. So at the end, because it zooms in on them, doesn't it? Like yeah. It focuses on the four hobbits because yeah. everyone's kneeling to them. Yeah. Um, and then it shows them just going back home and things yeah. being like normal in Hobbiton. And you see all the surviving characters yeah. in that bit where Aragorn's walking through the crowd and they're all bowing. Oh, yeah, that's really good. Um, you, so, you know, um, Carl Urban's there. Yeah. He's not wearing his Judge Dread helmet. Yeah. Um. Faramir and and um, uh, is it Arwen? Arwen, yeah. Um, whose 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 romance you do see an extended cut, yeah. But in the theatrical cut, you're like, oh, are they going out? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. When did they get yeah. together? But the extended cut is because they were both injured. They're in the they're in the hospital together, they were, yeah. recovering. Yeah. Um, they're, they're just... it's nice as well because I think, oh, that's that. I'm glad Faramir got a happy ending. He's obviously going to go back to Rohan and rule that rule Rohan with her. Mm. I like that. Cool. He deserves a happy ending. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, poor Arwen, who was literally going after Aragorn, right? Even though she knew he had a girlfriend, and that he was Cheeky. older than her father, literally. <laughs> um, <laughs> that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's good to see that. I mean, I can see if you thought it was a bit shoehorned in because they'd never met each other. I thought it was shoehorned in in the theatrical cut. Oh yeah, cut. but the, it's a little less because then it's not exactly like oh we're definitely like together now, definitely going to get married. And no, it's it's more like this is just the start. Of it's them, implied. Like, it's imp- yeah, it's just the start of them getting. But it's nice, and I also do think that in the context of of it all, it kind of makes sense. They're, they're at the end of. It's like the. It's a. It's slightly symbolic of the uniting of the the people, the kingdoms, because obviously people, yeah. at the beginning of uh, when you first kind of hear about the realms of men, Rohan and Gondor are obviously not right, not friendly, and they're both kind bit of, of a bit, um, The characters, they're both sort of a bit. I guess they would be a bit lost at the end. They've yeah. they've lost their family. They they don't really know what to do with themselves, and 
they 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 both got seriously injured in battle. Mm. So yeah. Anyway, we're digressing a bit, but yeah. Um, so that's ending number three. Yeah. Then we get to number four. Uh, number four. I like that. I like that we see. Um, also, can I just say another really great moment that that makes me well up sometimes and gives me goosebumps is when um is when Aragorn says, "My friends, you bow to no one." Yeah, that's really good. And they all bow. Yeah. And you just see the fate, the faces of the hobbits. They're like, "What?" Yeah. That's a that's a touching moment. Um, yeah, I I I like seeing them return to the Shire, and and I know that people might think, "Ah, oh, what what was the point of this?" And but it's just a scene of them sitting in the pub. They're not even talking, but that's the point. Yeah. It shows that they're complete because in the in the start of the Fellowship, we see them in the pub being rowdy and laughing and jove and joking and. But now they're just sat in the pub and they're all just sat around the table in silence, just sort of looking at each other because mm. they're so they're completely changed, they're damaged, they're traumatized. But it's also what they fought for as well. Because yes. if they didn't because do you, that, if they you, didn't do yeah. that, if they didn't have their journey, they couldn't come back to the pub. Because you see, and you see all the other people in the pub, people, all the other hobbits, they're just laughing. Yeah. They have no idea. No idea. But the but they're there because of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and idea. and and I like that you see Sam. You know, he he finally found his balls, and he goes and he goes and gets the girl, and they get married. Him and Rosie, innit? That's it, Rosie. Yeah. Um, I, if I'd have married anyone, it would have been her. Oh, that <laughs> that bit gets me as well. Oh right. Poor old Sam. Um. Yeah. Yeah, and then we get so then we get to the the shores, uh, the 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 boat bit. Nice to see Bilbo. Nice to see Bilbo. He definitely deserves his place on yeah, the ship. Of course. Well, I mean, so does Frodo. He was a ring bearer. Um, I, I must admit, when I watched that when I was younger, I didn't like that. I, I didn't. It didn't. It didn't sit well with me that Frodo left. Uh, that he sort of left Sam and and Merry and Pippin. I I always felt that he should have stayed. But now, I can totally understand why he leaves. Yeah. I mean, he had to really. Yeah. He was. He was. He just. He was too damaged. Mm. He's too changed. You. You know. It. It's. It, it, it totally makes sense for him to go get on the boat, um, and leave as it does with all of them. Bilbo, Gandalf, Elrond. Yeah, I mean, it's. Um, it's interesting though because I think Bilbo, Bilbo leaves because he he does. He, he, you feel like he deserves to. He's mm. earned it. Whereas Frodo leaves because he has to, because yeah. he he's too too changed by the ring. Re, yeah. So even though Bilbo was physically, yeah, uh, but uh, Frodo's more emotionally. So for Bilbo, it feels like it's a reward. Yeah. But for Frodo, it feels like a it's... a necessity. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and Gandalf as well. Well, Gandalf, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, yeah, Gandalf, whoever Gandalf is, Gandalf <laughs> the White. Whoever this imposter Gandalf is. I mean, look, again, with the Gandalf thing, like, <laughs> if, if if at the end, rather than him getting on the boat, if he'd, like, just sort of disappeared, if he'd been like, I've, um, you know... My job here is my done. My job is done. And I, then just starts walking off. And it's off. like he ascends. yeah. And he like disappears, it's... or just goes into the forest and is then, never seen again. Because then you're like, oh, okay, that kind of so so he came back as Gandalf the White because he 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 wasn't he had unfinished business. He had mm. to see it through to the end. Yeah. And now that he's done that, he his spirit can 
ascend to the afterlife or whatever. What uh, what do you think the Undying Lands is? Well, I watched a video on this on YouTube. It's 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 a it's like a land that's like separated from the rest of the continents. Okay. It's still part of Middle Earth. Um, it's this whole. Oh, separate... is it actually real? I thought it would just be like, oh, that's a version of heaven. I used to think that, but yeah. it is actually a place. Oh, um, and uh, I can't remember the name, but yeah, it, it's like a very small um, country, I guess. That's that's completely separated from by sea from the rest of hmm. all the continents of Middle Earth, and it is a. Pl- it's like a. It's like a very. It's like a holy spiritual land that um i think you 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 can only go there you're only allowed to go there if you're immortal or you're you've been a ring bearer oh okay um so um so i think men are not allowed there <laughs> right because they're mortal yeah and uh only frodo and bilbo i think uh can only go there because they've been ring bearers mm. gandalf because he's like a mithrandarin or whatever he's like mm. a a, wi- a wizard. A wizard. Um, yeah. Didn't know that. I just assumed it was. Uh, I just assumed that they fell off the edge of the world. Yeah. And just went to heaven right. or something. Um, <laughs> well, I was I was really curious about it, so I looked at, so that so I watched a video about it on YouTube. Um, so I thought, yeah, where do they go? Mm. Um, but they go to this land. I can't remember what it's called. It's, I think it begins with an N. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, that was another really cheesy cringe moment as well. Where um, uh, when after Frodo he hugs them all and says goodbye, and they're crying. I know what you're gonna say. And he gets on the boat. I know what you're and, gonna and say. He, <laughs> he turns around <laughs> slow motion, does this really gay look like oh, grin. Oh. And I think I'm just thinking, don't like, don't look back and grin. It, no, it's right. It's the look is just he's trying to make them feel reassure them yeah that he's alright but it lingers on the shot far too long yeah <laughs> yeah it's so oh. it, it's so much so that I bet if you were there you'd just be starting to make you feel really <laughs> uncomfortable if you were Sam Pippin and Mary you'd be like right, right well I'm gonna I'm gonna go now no the uh... one thing that gets me about that scene is um, so you see the you see the ship going off and it's starting to like fade to white, you yeah. know. Like you can you can barely see the the ship in the background. And um, I think either just before that, maybe that's when the ship's going off. But I just keep thinking to those three hobbits standing there, just like, right, how the fuck do we get home? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I don't. And you're like. Yeah, how did the, how did I get the who's got the horses and like do they know their way? Like it's quite a long journey. Yeah, you know. presumably Rivendell, if that is indeed Rivendell, no, is... it's somewhere else. Oh, like, it's but, like far or something. But it's an elf kingdom, it? isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. So presumably it's now abandoned. Yeah. So they'd be like, right, well, we'll. How do... Yeah. We'll just uh, so where did we put the horse? Where did we park? Do you know? What... <laughs> do you Have you seen um uh Paul? Yeah. There's that great bit in Paul where um, they they do a sort of they mic, uh, take the Mickey out of what happens at the end of uh, after after what you think is the end. You know, in Paul when the spaceship launches yeah. and it like flies off into the distance, and you you, look, you think that's the end, 
then it just cuts back to the the the, the human characters. They're all yeah. just sort of stood there awkwardly, and Nick Frost just sort of turns to them all and goes, "Well, that was good, wasn't it?" <laughs> like, yeah. Like, cool. I just imagine Pippin saying, "Yeah, like that. <laughs> they're just, just like... sort of standing there awkwardly on the dock." Well, I guess they're gone. Yeah, <laughs> pub. Uh, yeah, anyone know how to get home? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and then the real ending. And then the the, the fifth and final ending, mm. which which I again I, I must admit when I was when I was younger, I thought I used to think what was why just end it with the boat. Yeah. But I t- I love it now. I think it's so. It, I love the simplest simplicity yeah. of it. I love that it is Sam, and it's just it's just in returning home to his wife and his his daughter comes running out gives him a big hug and he just says i'm back and they go in and close the door i love it as well because it i think it it also sort of symbolizes the whole message i think maybe even going a bit deep here maybe even the tolkien's overall message with with the hobbit and lord of the rings is is like the value of home Mm. and family it is yeah and how important that is and how you know um how yeah sam has been on this incredible life-changing epic adventure and yet you know at the end of the day he goes home to his his wife and and kids and he just goes home goes i mean you know probably goes in puts the kettle on puts his feet up you know strictly <laughs> on the telly um yeah strictly come hobbiton <laughs> <laughs> yeah, da, 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 da. there's like a hobbit bruce Forsyth. yeah oh, um yeah man i love that yeah. it's beautiful i love it um right fellowship of the ring how many out of how out of five rings okay do we give fellowship of the ring i don't think this is going to need too much explanation i know i already knew my answers before we even started the two towers is going to be out of two towers. Right, yeah. <laughs> towers. So uh, it'll be... And the, Wait, I think <laughs> Fellowship could be out of rings. Yep. Two towers out of towers. Yeah. I think Return of the King out of endings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the Fellowship of the Ring, how many rings out of five do we give Fellowship? Five. Five it is. No. Two, uh, two towers out of how many towers? Five. Five. And <laughs> out of the five endings <laughs> from Return of the King, how many endings out of five? Five. Five endings. Yeah. I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not being overly generous with or exaggerating. <laughs> they are five. Five, five star, star films. films yeah. I mean, it's honestly. I mean, I, I, all right. Some people might argue that it's star wars but for me i think the lord of the rings are it's the best trilogy ever made i also think it's uh, just the the best film series ever made and i think that i think that the all all three films are just perfect Hmm. perfect just perfect films and i do genuinely think they're all i'm five stars i mean they're all they've got to be at least an eight on imdb minimum yeah um, at least, surely. Um, yeah, a hundred percent five, f- five, f- five out of five for all of them, without a doubt. Um, 
if I could rate them higher, I would. So it's eight point eight on IMDb. Um, Is that for Fellowship? Yeah, that's Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, Ninety-one Rotten Tomatoes, ninety-two Metacritic. Nice. Metacritic, sorry. Two Towers. Uh, uh, two Towers is 8.7. Well, so I, point... I said I said minimum 8, yeah. But uh, Rotten Tomatoes 95 um, doesn't have a Metacritic here. But And then Return of the King. That's got to be a 9, at least. Um, Surely. 8.9. Oh. So very close. Rotten Tomatoes 93. So less on the older... Well, yeah, a lot of people... Do like the, the two towers because it's very gritty. Yeah, they like the dark, the darker. Like I said, it used to be my favorite. It's now your favorite. Fellowship. Oh, fellowship. Fellowship. Yes. What, so two towers was, and then fellowship now is my favorite. I agree. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just so, just so just quickly to wrap up. Um, you, I don't know how much you know about this. I, I've, I've minimum. I've done minimal research. What are your thoughts on the upcoming Amazon Lord of the Rings prequel series? Um, I don't think it's necessary. I am interested because it's Lord of the Rings and it's Middle Earth. Yeah. Um, I'm not like a huge fan of anything other than Mr. Robot that's actually come out on Amazon. So I haven't actually seen an Amazon original series. Right, 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 yeah. That is like... An, you like The like Boys, ne- though, don't you? Oh, yeah, The Boys is pretty good, actually. Yeah. Yeah, those two. So, But that's not a good turnover for how long they've been doing it. Yeah, you're compared right. Compared to Netflix, if I'm being honest. Yeah. So that that aspect... Again, it's going to be different people. It's not... It's not. I can't just blanket say, oh, because it's Amazon, it's not going to be good or... Yeah. Um, but I'm a little bit torn Um, it's going to be different because it's not in Peter Jackson's hands as well so yeah I'm I'm not sure how I feel about it actually Um, what what are your thoughts well I'm both optimistic and pessimistic at the same time (laughs) Um, so I did read that the Tolkien estate who still hold the majority of rights mm. to the, the the books, I I did read that they said you can only you can only like adapt certain things, mm. which I think is is good. Which so I think for that reason they're setting it in the second age, mm. um, which is you know um, hundreds and thousands of years yeah, yeah. before Lord of the Rings, yeah. which is good because it means they're not gonna they're not going to muck about with. They're the, not going to do a bit of with canon of Lord uh, of the Rings and. What did what did we say before? Like, uh, not going to do, like retroactive storytelling. Right. Yeah. Retconnings. Retroactive retconning. That's yeah. it. Where you, uh, where you're like, oh, they were there yeah, all the time. You just didn't yeah. see that from their point of view. Oh, no, oh God, I hate that, that. Yeah. No, they're they're not doing that. So Good. it's all. It's set in the second age, and um, uh, which, and we're not going to have any. Um, apart from I read, we're going to have a, a. There's going to be a young Galadriel, but apart apart from maybe a young Elrond because they're mm. immortal. But yeah. a, anyway, um, so things like that, I'm uh, optimistic about. The things I'm not 
are pessimistic about is um I think the only reason they're doing this is because they want to they want a new game of thrones so I th- I'm worried that I'm you know I'm, I'm thinking that if they it's going to have like swearing and nudity and things like that in it which I don't know if if that's good or bad it's lord of the rings you know I don't know if if, if that would works in the world of lord of the rings I don't think they'll necessarily I don't think they'll necessarily go that route of like it being a hard 18 rating yeah I think they'll they they're trying to cash in on the the hype of um fantasy tv yeah. shows they're definitely looking for their own yeah, game they're, of thrones they're, yeah they're trying to cut themselves like netflix nice have got the witcher yeah now they amazon prime want to have this like this and um but my biggest fear of all is um uh, is that it, it's is how woke it it could potentially be um I hate that. I really hate that. It's you know, it, it's you know, it's going to be. It's, so... Yeah, but that's uh, that's something you got to be, you got to be fearful for everything. It's I, not I just am. Lord of the Rings. I am, like... and that's why I'm, I am so worried about it. This, 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 this disease, this, this woke culture that we're living in, especially in you know, like Fantasy. art. Oh yeah. Uh, so many things have suffered as a result of it, and I, I just think that. Um, you know, the, I just think that Lord of the Rings, potentially this new series could suffer from that as well. This sort of you know woke um, uh, identity politics and gender politics and all that, all the stuff that you don't want in a in a, in, a, in a fantasy film series or TV show <laughs> because it doesn't exist in our yeah. Way. I don't want any of that. <laughs> I want I want you know I want adventure and. And uh, you know, fight monsters and stuff. Well, you know, hey, look. No matter how woke it is, no matter how, um, no matter how terrible it is, uh, it, it's, at least it won't be as bad as ten. <laughs>